It seems like there would be a better way to do all this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, w- let's mix it live. We'll do it live. The full charge is here, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Fultron, he's brought me gl- a gluten-free beer. It's pretty good, right? You bad motherfucker. Yeah, it actually is. It, I it, got it at BevMo down the street. I was a little worried. Um, sure. I would have been less worried if I didn't know that Budweiser and Heineken were both gluten-free. Oh, really? Yeah, Heineken's really? gluten-free. I didn't know that. Yeah, so and... are Asahi's those, and Sapporo's rice beers. They're Re- that makes sense. Yeah. The the Heineken the number that they uh, have as far as like what it, when it becomes uh, glutenish yeah glu- glutenesque yeah is uh, more than twenty parts per million or something like that and Heineken is less than that. Well, that's good to know. So Heineken's gluten free. I was yeah. all bummed out when I went to to the gluten free option. I was like, this no beer thing is gonna suck a fat one. That's the rough part. Spaghetti, it's good, but you can you can live without it. I like a beer at a comedy club too. Me too. Or especially with buddies. Me too. Because you can get a little buzz going without getting wasted. That's yeah. what beer is for. Yeah, you can. You, you know? know what you're doing. You regulate it. Now, uh, I, I have one like cocktail. Different personality. <laughs> Time it to go so home. Quick. Having so quick. <laughs> it's for the end of the night. It's, it's not for the beginning of the night. That's it, for sure. It really is amazing when you just stop and think about how fucking dangerous <laughs> drinking is for you, <laughs> as far as decision making. It's and, legal. And it's everywhere. It's Dude, it's not just legal. It's everywhere. Yeah. I'd look back at every fuck up I ever did, and I'm drunk. like, yeah, I was drunk. Drunk. <laughs> and it's everywhere. I know. It's fucking everywhere. It's the weirdest drug ever. Everywhere you go to get food, restaurant, grocery store, it's Drugs. right there. There's a whole aisle. Yeah. You know, and it's in your face. Well, what people don't understand is people are always going to have the option to get fucked up. Yep. And they can do it right now, and the idea that you're going to take drugs away from them, so that you're, gonna, you're just taking options away. They can still get drugs. They get this stuff. It's yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. And, and no one's going to stop it. You're not stopping alcohol at this no. point. And you shouldn't. I know. You shouldn't stop it, but... It's unfair if you just allow the alcohol because it fucks up the society. It does. It, it really does. We should have healthier options. We not you know should I mean? not just have healthier options to get fucked up, but there are healthier options. Mm-hmm. But but also it lets you know that you're being hoodwinked. Like you, it's in your face. Right. It's so in your face. Yeah. Like there's liquor stores everywhere. People drive up to them and get the liquor and drive away. We've got drive-through liquor stores yes. in Maryland. Dude, we went to a drive-through liquor store in Phoenix. Remember that time? Yeah. Phoenix, the old club, the Tempe Improv. Yeah. They used to not let us drink. What? It was so ridiculous. And they wanted you to do comedy? Well, the dude was, the guy who uh, owned it was a a fine gentleman. And I guess he just decided at one point in time that too many of these these heathen comedians were getting all liquored up and uh, and fucking up his uh, his, He was a drinker, though, too, wasn't he? He was at one point in time, but not anymore, Ah. my good sir. Not anymore. I got it. Well, there was one guy, and then there was the the other guy who took over. Right. But I brought a flask. <laughs> I was like, I was like, look, man, we're it's not 1925. I'm like, we're not here. For, so I just said, I just want some warm diet coke and my cold diet coke. Right. I like to mix it up just right. perfectly. Boardwalk Joe Pyre. Legal to drink on stage, and then we found out that it was bullshit. That it wasn't that there wasn't a state law that said he had a sign saying it was a state law that you weren't allowed to drink on stage. Yeah. But everybody was like, there ain't no fucking state law. You can drink on stage. Like, that's ridiculous. I was just in Arizona, and they were talking about the guy that was, is running the club now, or one of the managers there, was talking about how if you get a DUI in Phoenix or maybe in all of Arizona, they've got you going to this thing called Tent City. Oh, yeah. You have to live in Tent City, and you have to wear nothing but pink underwear 
Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. And you live under a bridge. Tyson had to do it. And you get shamed yeah. to all hell. Yeah, you get shamed. Every single person that has a DUI has to do that. Well, if that's your sentence, you know, it's, it's available. It's very common. That's Yeah. And it's not just DUIs. It's like, you know, a lot of different crimes. But, but they do have, um, you know, they have a real problem with that. There's a lot of people that say that it's unethical. It's just... Like, how can you single out prisoners and make them, you know, humiliate them, making them wear girly colors and it seems sleep less, outside? It seems almost less safe than prison because you're in a tent. Well, it's also that guy is a real problem, that Joe Arpaio guy. Right. He's such a kooky head. Yeah. I mean, even if you're conservative, like, I'm pretty conservative about a lot of different things. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm pretty conservative about things like gun control. I side with, like, people on the right more than I do on the left. Uh-huh. So many of my friends who are on the left are like, gun control, we should need to get rid of guns. Just fucking get rid of guns. Right. I'm like, that is just the most unrealistic proposition. Right. And why? What about the nice people that have guns? You know, And the gun's are already out there. It's not like something we're about to invent. Shall we push the button <laughs> and start this revolution? Right. No, they've been around fucking hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So the idea of stopping guns is preposterous. Right. Background checks is a great idea, though. Sure. You know? All that stuff is great. It's very smart. Gun shows? Bad idea. But... Some people, they just take it deep. They take that conservatism. Sure. That ideology. I don't want these kids drinking on my stage. Meanwhile, I sell an alcohol. It's like madness. Yeah. Like, so, can, can I have a shot and go on stage? Oh, what are you, you going to do? Are you funnier? What are you going to do? Are you wilder? Oh, not at my club. Oh, listen. We're not trying to encourage that kind of a good time. You, you have a bar. Yeah. You serve it, hard drugs. It is a bar. That's the yeah. main reason we're all here. Yeah. We're up there to sell drinks, basically. tequila shots. Yeah. On a regular. You would see me. Phoenix knows how to fucking party. They would have a platter, and on this platter would be like 30 shot glasses with right. tequila in it. Yeah. And, you know... That, that would happen all the time. Somebody just said that if you get a .15 or more in Arizona, that it immediately equals 30 days minimum in jail. You have a Kansas wow. roof yeah. all of a sudden. .15 is pretty strong, right? Well, to, to me, no. Was it one, .015? It was point. It used to be like .9, right? That it was legally drunk, and now it's .8. They dropped it to .8. People were oh complaining. They dropped it a little. I it's, feel like I'm point one five right now. From I know last I night. am. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Gluten or no gluten, we're point one five. Yeah. Point one eight at least. There's there's a real problem with drinking and driving, without a doubt. Yeah. Unquestionably, but it doesn't mean that you need to make the levels any luck lower and catch people with like barely a buzz. That seems a little shitty to me. It seems yeah. disingenuous to to uh, to say that you know you're you've got all these places where they park their cars and they serve drinks, but you don't expect them to drink. Right. They all have to carpool there. They have to have a designated driver to go to your restaurant. Right. Like, my, come uh, on. My dad got pulled over from having just a, a margarita at a Mexican restaurant with his wife on uh-huh. the way home, and wow. like he got out of it, but they. But uh, he could have got but, into it. Yeah, they said that he they could legally have. You know, like arrest them, giving you a DUI right there. Wow, that's crazy shit. Yeah. There was a video that I posted up on uh, Twitter the other day. It was it was called "Speed Kills Your Pocketbook." This is a guy who detailed like the the trap that is speed traps, and uh, his his he was focusing on Canada, and it was all about Vancouver. This is one area of open road where it's like 
the equivalent of 30 miles an hour, you know, it's in kilometers, but it's the equivalent of like 30 miles an hour. And it's just like this long open highway. <laughs> yeah. And the cops just wait because nobody goes 30. There's nothing around you, anywhere near you. Right. And, and so the cops just wait there in the bushes and they like were bragging on Facebook about the number of tickets that they got. There. The cops were? Yes. They were saying, you know, this is a record season for citations and the money going to this and that and this and that. They're just stealing money from people. You're, ma- you're, you're making a crazy rule. You're saying they, have to, they can only go 30 miles an hour on a highway. And then when they go like 50 or 60... You, you point your gun at them, you pull them over, and then you rob money from them. <laughs> right. It's all about the profit at this point. It's absolutely. And then they're getting on the internet and being like, we just made so much money off you fuckers. Well, what's interesting is they also had a study that showed that that stretch of land is like one of the safest places in all of the Vancouver area. Right. Like they have the, one of the, some of the least traffic accidents there of anywhere. Right. So because of that, like because of the, <laughs> there's no justification for fucking keeping it slow. I mean, it's not like people are dying from left and right. You need to slow this fucking crazy animal <laughs> train right. down. Like no one's ever died there. It's a ridiculous. You should see it. It's ridiculous. Like when you see the stretch and you go, wow, that's 30 miles an hour. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a highway. Right. Ohio was worse, man. They had planes, like those oh, planes yeah. that just go up and down and they mm-hmm. like fucking match how, like these like two white lines on the side of the highway. <laughs> right. And if you like go from one white line to the other one, like, at a certain speed, they know exactly how much over you're going. Yeah, just they can time tickets. you. Yeah, and they would just have, like, around the corner, they would just have a line of cars just on the side of the road because just cops going, you, you That's you. criminal. It really is. It's uh, it's disgusting. It's one of the good things about California. California, They do uh, drunk driving stings and shit like that, but they're not nearly as bad with, yeah. with speeding tickets as they are in, like, Connecticut or something like that. No. That place is fucking brutal. So everything's 55 miles an hour, and they're just waiting with radar guns right. everywhere. Yeah, they're just too busy out here. You yeah. never see cops on the side of the road with a fucking radar gun. <laughs> yeah, they're just stealing money, man. All those assholes, 55 miles an hour. What, what am I, a fucking baby? What right. am I, on a horse? 55 miles an hour. That is some stupid shit. Hagar was highway? right, man. Hagar? Sammy Hagar. Oh. <laughs> He's a prophet. Uh, one foot on the brake, <laughs> on the gas. Yeah, with us too much traffic, I can't pass no time. So you couldn't what, take you, it. You know what we were? I was watching on the Ice House Chronicles uh, the other day. We were watching the old uh, Kiss karaoke video that you did. Remember at that radio station? Oh, that's Alex? right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sa- Al- uh, Sarah No Name. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Those what, guys are awesome. What was that? What happened? Oh, uh, it was just fucking, we just played karaoke and we sang a Kiss song, nice. Love Gun. Pretty good. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. It's nobody should, no, it's not pretty good. It's fucking terrible. Oh, I'm terrible watch it? No, I don't need to watch it. I don't need to watch that. They're really cool, though. And No yeah. Name, he has his own show now. And yeah. is she, does she have her own show still? I believe she's still up up, up there. I think I think No Name's in Sacramento, maybe, I want to say. Something like that. <sighs> it's and hard for me to She's still in San Fran. Justify getting up in the morning. <laughs> If it's not Opie and Anthony, they're the only ones that get me to get up in the morning. Right. It's just like, how early, bitch? Jo- Joey, there. I got a show tonight. Joey Diaz called me up and he's like, I want you. To, I want to have you on the podcast. And I'm like, awesome. He's like, so call me at six forty-five. Here's the number. I had to call like, him at six forty-five in the morning. Did you do? You guys it? ever done this? No. Did you do it? No. <laughs> I I'm gonna it. stay up I one day it. and do Joey's podcast, but I'm gonna stay up. I always catch the first <laughs> 20 minutes of it, and then I fall asleep, and my phone dies. I'm too fucking tired to get up at 6 in the It's hard to get up. Yeah. Yeah, but if you call Joey at 11 o'clock at night, his phone's off. 
Really? I'm 11 o'clock at night, dog. My phone is off. I got the machine on. I'm getting my feet rubbed. Have you been texting him? That's so fun. I like actually, the I, fact that he texted him. I love it, dude. It's the well, you new? like it because it's, yeah. it's, well, there was a time where he would scream at Brian. Brian would send him text to his cell phone. Uh-huh. We made a video of it. Yeah. He was screaming at him. Like, if you left a text message, he would want to kill you. Really? Yeah. He would want to kill you. Oh. And now it's a voicemail. If you leave a voicemail, he wants to kill you. Really? He gets mad at you. So now he's pro-text? This is all news to he me. He won't like, he'll, I'm telling you, he gets mad at you. Joe Rogan, what the fuck do I say? <laughs> do not leave me voice messages. I go to get those fucking voice messages and free Freezes up on me. Do not leave me voice messages. Am I, am I fucking clear? Yes. And you're like, dude, I thought you were joking. You really don't want the... I fucking hate him. You, I, it makes me sick to my stomach. I look at my fucking phone. I see there's a voicemail message. It makes me sick to my stomach. I agree. I, I wish I knew all this. I don't understand that. Do you agree with him yet, though? I mean, like, because I mean, I have no. 61 unheard voicemails yeah, on my but phone. but when someone calls you, sometimes they have something important to say. There's nothing wrong with a voicemail. And sometimes, the idea that everything should be text is ridiculous. And sometimes in order to call back, you kind of got to know what you're getting into. And if someone oh, gives you a yeah. warning, it's kind of nice. Oh, fuck yeah. You know? It's the worst if somebody calls you up. Okay, are you sitting down? No, what's this? <laughs> yeah. God damn, why are you going to fuck with my... I'm fixing lunch. Why are you what fucking are you with my head right now? Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that dude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Stop freaking me out. Dunbar's number. I lost that cat five years ago. I deleted him. That's on my Nokia, and it's out of batteries. <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the day. I turned on one of my old phones the other day, going through all my shit, trying to not be a hoarder. Mm-hmm. I found like my old, I think it was Dare. Remember Dare's uh, cell phones? They were yeah. like one of the first touchscreen little pieces of shit from Verizon or something. No, no. and I, I plugged it in and charged it up a little bit just to, look, and I still have like photos on there, like shit I forgot all about. Wow. There's so many phones that I have probably a shitload of crazy <laughs> stuff in there that I was just going to throw away. I've only had like three phones. Oh, you're one of those guys. Like, everyone <laughs> made fun of me forever. I finally got this. And now that I'm excited about it, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. We've all had those for years. You, this meaning an iPhone? An iPhone. So before you have, like, a flip phone, were you one of I those cats? I had, like, this, this... It wasn't even flip. It was just shitty. It was the cheapest phone. Like a Nokia? Yeah, and I wanted to little... see how long it would last. Four years is the answer. Damn. And what Four was years. going on at the end that made you give up? Um, to the, char- the charger stopped working. Ah. <sighs> And the phone died. Uh. And then I went to the store, and I didn't know iPhones were pretty much free. And I was like, you know, you just have to update your plan. And I was like, well, okay. Was let's, it like switching it. from an old piece of shit phone to like modern Star Trek type shit? The first day I was very stubborn. I'm like, my life's no different. I'm still me. I'm still fucking hate <laughs> the same things about myself. But then slowly, you start to use one app at a time mm. to the point mm. Where you can't get through your day mm. without the whole fucking thing. And if something happened to my baby, <laughs> it'd be over. That was one of the interesting things about being in Montana. I was in Montana last year for uh, five days in the, in the, the woods. And yeah. shit. We had no cell phone service, so I didn't touch my phone for five days. Right. And it's weird, man. It's weird just talking to people that you're around for five days. You know, like, <laughs> Do you guys, are you no, guys going to post any photos or anything? No calls to anybody <laughs> on the other side of the world. There was nothing going on, man. It was just Well, that's one thing I did like about having my shitty phone was like I'd be on the computer and I'd be getting crazy over the Twitter. I'll check the Twitter every day. I'd write something I think it was funny. Only six people like this. It would drive me <laughs> insane. So then I'd go out uh, running. I'd go do this. I'd go do that. 
my shitty phone still had internet, but it took like it was like dial up somehow. It would take like five minutes to get a web page. And That's so it kind of kept me off the internet a little bit, kept me a little bit more sane. Hmm. And I'm happier, but I'm more insane so, with this thing. So do you think that the internet makes you insane? Do you think the, the possibilities and the options make you insane? Me personally, because I'm always looking for validation uh, on the internet. You just fucked if up. If I'm honest with myself. You just fucked up. Yeah. You should have never said that. Well, it's true. <laughs> They're going to know now. Just, yeah. They know your soft spot. Yeah, you well, just showed your glowy spot. Whatever. They found your liver. It's all about honesty, <laughs> right? Yeah, allegedly. Until <laughs> 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 you're in court. I'd, it's all I'd, about not getting locked in a box. I'd like that thing I signed back, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I want the radio editor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, this school shooting, or this um, rather uh, Navy Yard shooting, is freaking everybody out. Um, this is uh, a guy who uh, apparently went in there. How many people are dead now? There's uh, at least 12. Yeah. He's, they, they say that this dude was hearing voices. Yeah, he started going schizo. Yeah. Do you have a flip phone or an iPhone? They're flip phone for sure. All right. Well. Yeah, he, he apparently. Um, They're already blaming Grand Theft Auto for it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they they immediately start blaming video games that he played video games. What people have to realize is a lot of people play video games. Yeah. And if video games cause violence. Boy, would there be a lot of violence. I mean, fucking boy. If the amount of video games corresponded directly with the amount of violence that became in a neighborhood. <laughs> right. Do you know how many fucking people would be killing each other? Everybody. Everybody. At least half. So many people play games. And they play, try to blame it on movies, too, right? Of course. So, like, everybody that sees Die Hard is going to go kill somebody? It's The whole thing is ridiculous. It's it's You see Dracula, you can become a vampire? I mean, what, what does that mean? This is stupid. It's dumb. It does the idea that that the, the two are connected is silly. I think that there's there's definitely a desensitization sure. of violence that comes from it being depicted in certain ways. Absolutely. In, in film, but that just because the films are done really shittily. I mean, a, a, a film that shows like a real murder, a, a realistic feeling murder, is very disturbing. Right. Whereas like some sort of Chuck Norrisy type. You know, gun that guy down and that yeah. guy gun that guy down. Eighty guys. Yeah, it's like there's there's nothing to the feeling. Right. Like if you see the Expendables, fun movie, but there's nothing. You're not feeling anything when these guys are getting shot and right. killed. Whereas if you you know you see a good movie, like what was that? Um, what is that George Clooney movie where he played a hitman? Michael somebody, <laughs> Michael Clayton. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I think I know what you're talking about though. He was a hitman and. It was actually a good movie. No right? one's going to blame anything on that movie because no one saw it. When but it's guy, really good. When that guy fucking died, it took a long ass time. It was it was a it was an interesting movie. <coughs> what was it? The American. That's what it was called. Right. It was a good fucking movie, but it was it was really the murders were real. Right. You know, it felt like a real murder. Like every like when someone died, it was like holy shit. And it was like every once in a while. Yeah. It was like maybe it was only, only a couple four times died. in the movie, but. It was really intense. Like, I bought it. Like, apparently a lot of other people didn't buy it. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just well, thought it was interesting. Uh, maybe I'm using that. Maybe that's not the best example. But look at me. I'm immediately changing my tune. It's the greatest <laughs> movie ever. It's actually kind of a Well, everyone shit. else hated it. So, no, I hated so, it, too. Hey, I'm cool, too, guys. <laughs> no, I like Ocean's 12. Um, I actually did enjoy it, so you can go fuck yourself. How about that? Boom. But um, that... That that weird quality, that desensitization, I think that is that is, that certainly is an issue with dummies. Yeah, that's the problem. We have to decide if we're making things for dummies. Dummies are, are thing only for dummies. 
And dummies are going to do dumb shit no matter what, right? They're definitely going to. They have to. That's what they're here for. They're here to inspire you to not be a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Watching dummies slam into walls. Part of the, uh, the energy that comes from that, you know, the, in this weird sort of relationship that we have with our environment, the energy that comes from dummies is you go, oh, I don't want none of that. Right. You just realize it. Right. It helps you learn without actually having to fail yourself. Yeah. Like, we all knew the one guy that was, like, a little too risky, takes too, too many, likes to flip off fences. Watch this, guys. <laughs> you know, right. do backflips off a fence. Like, this guy's going to die one day. Right. And then one day, yeah, he dies. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I get it. Except for the jackass guys. And, I mean, I know one of those guys died. <laughs> but they made a real career out of it. They did make a real career. I mean, one out of those guys dying is a really In good number. In 10 years? It's a, a great number. number. Yeah. When you think of what how they were rocking it and the way he died was classic speeding drinking drinking speeding go right you know oh by the way that's you could totally do that because the bar is a fucking parking lot see you know yeah that's what we were talking about before like how ridiculous it is that some drugs are illegal but yet everyone's on this one yeah the one that makes you crash more is legal the one that makes you an asshole. That's The true. one that makes you not realize what you're doing the that's one that true. makes you black out oh yeah the one that makes people just almost die and throw up and the next day you feel like <laughs> your head has been compressed under stacks and, of bricks and depressed as shit too oh, you, you can get terrible. really depressed off of it you feel terrible it's very depressing and then your your flash memory of the night before like oh no i didn't <laughs> shit that fuck was, that was me i'm a dummy oh, i'm a no. fucking dummy Why did i really do that i didn't do that that's not my underwear <laughs> over and over again yeah it's the worst but yet it's responsible for a lot of fun times it's just one of those things that I think it would be fine as long as we had the other ones as well. Yeah. I think the real problem with alcohol is that it's, we, we, it's not that we don't have – the real problem isn't that we have alcohol in our culture. is that we only have alcohol in our culture. I think alcohol is fine if it's balanced out by psychedelics. That's I think, what I think. I think you're right. I think it's just like if you want to do the, the wildest, most evil, shitty decision-making fluid <laughs> – yeah, you should be able to have the ayahuasca, too. You sure. should be able to go on spiritual journeys. You, you should, should be able, able to learn something here or there. You should have a little balance. Eat a little cactus. See, see the gopher with the third eye. And he teaches you the wormholes of the universe. Start a rock and roll band. That's what I'm saying. And George Clooney could be our lead guy, man. <laughs> I bet he could do rock. <laughs> he could run for president if he didn't fuck so many chicks. Well. He fucks too many chicks, though. He could win. He could win, but for sure one of those bitches is going to start talking. <laughs> of course. Of course. George but, Clooney, is, is he out of all the like Hollywood studs? Is he like the greatest uh, leading man type romancer of all time? Uh, romancer? Probably. Because he never keeps a girl around for that long, does he? They get crazy. Yeah. They start going, you know, I'm tired of your bullshit. Right. And he's like, okay. Yeah, well. Um... You can't keep doing this, you know. You're, you're, you're in your 50s. It's getting, at this point in time... It's like, God, what are you doing? You're just going to be that guy? Is, is that what you're doing? Are you just going to be that guy? Yes. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to be that guy. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, you're going to leave me and what? Go with an older girl now? Is that what it is? going to be an older girl? No, it's not. It's going to be a younger girl. How much longer do you think you can keep doing that and going with younger girls? How much longer before some girls just start telling you what you really are? You're kind of a creepy old man. Probably 20, 25 years. Yeah, he could probably like do that, that deep into his 70s. Look at Jack Nicholson. That's the canary in the coal mine for, for mm -hmm. old actors. 
That trumps you're going to die alone every single time. Oh, my God. He puts on those sunglasses and goes to Laker games, and you're like, he's alive. Yeah. He's alive and well. He's doing so good. He just quit <laughs> acting, right? He does whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly. Why wouldn't he quit acting? I don't I know. I mean, he, why would he? First of all, he must have more money than most countries. Yeah. He did so many fucking giant films. And he could probably gives zero fucks at this point in his life. You just go 100% pussy at that point. I wonder if he does. <laughs> I wonder if it's like... And then he can blame that memory thing. He'd be like, sorry, sorry, I don't remember you. He might just go to nice meals and shit and do whatever the fuck he wants. Sounds amazing. You know? And he's, a, he's like a universally loved guy, too. That's he can't walk thing. down the street without people shouting his first name. Yeah. How great is that? It's pretty great. He's a fr- he's a guy from a different era, man. He was the lead in fucking Chinatown, dude. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that. They, 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 their head is not really completely wrapped around that. You got to go back and watch Chinatown. It's it's going down as like one of the best scripts ever written, right? It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I saw it in a drive-in with my parents when I was a little kid. I was I remember thinking, I am too young to be watching this. Like this mm-hmm. is a crazy ass movie. When they cut his his nose with the oh knife. yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah whoa this by is, that pedophile cut his nose. This is fucking this is dark, man. They cut Jack Nicholson's nose. Remember? Yeah, no, I know it was uh, it was the director Roman Polanski. I called That's him a pedophile. Right. He is a pedophile. Yeah. That's right. Did you say George Clooney was in that movie? Yes. No, Jack Nicholson, you uh, fuck. You guys yeah, are always George talking. George Clooney was zero years old. <laughs> I know. Well, he, I think he was on uh, The Facts I, of Life at that point. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad. How'd you get to Jack? He was on that for a season. Well, we're talking about old guys that can keep getting pussy. Oh. You just didn't pay attention. You, you I was lost still, their argument. I was lost in George's here's, eyes. Here's a little tip. Beautiful man. It's a beautiful man. Jack Nicholson was even more beautiful, believe it or not. Go to Jack Nicholson in uh, Chinatown. Yeah. I heard that Jack Nicholson got paid to uh, write Head, that Monkeys movie. What is Remember that? the Monkeys? From the Monkeys? Like, Here we hey, are, walking really? down the street. Wow. They had a movie, a psychedelic movie came out called Head. Jack Nicholson wrote it. Um, they took the money and then they made Easy Rider. Whoa. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy and Rider. And that started it all. I mean, Jack Nicholson, I heard he was about to quit before Easy Rider. Wow. You imagine if he quit, he's just like a car salesman somewhere in Indiana? <sighs> Well, it's so funny. I mean, why not? But it means, I mean, maybe the car salesman would have had more fun. <laughs> maybe less pressure. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of pressure being Jack Nicholson. But but he gives so little fucks that there's not as much pressure you think for a lot of people. It's beautiful. He's so comfortable in his own skin. You know, it's like he awesome. was at the Mayweather fight and they were interviewing him. He just kept eating. He had a mouthful <laughs> of food. He didn't worry about He's it. Not worried. He's not worried about it at all. He's like, oh, you know, Floyd's saying. He's very fast, you know. I mean, the guy's got a puncher's chance, but he just d- doesn't give a fuck. I we, we was talking about Roman Polanski for a second, and it reminded me of Sharon Tate, which reminded mm. me of you guys are always talking about documentaries on here. There's yeah. a Manson documentary that just came back out in theaters. It's called Manson. Came out in '73, and they yanked it wow. because Squeaky Fromm was on trial, so her lawyers got it taken away. But they started filming this documentary before the murders because it was just a documentary on this cult living out in the, in, you know, on the ranch. And that was interesting enough for the filmmakers. But then as they were filming, people started getting taken off to jail. And now you got all these girls toting guns giving interviews. It's an amazing documentary. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, Charles Manson knew how to turn a freak out. It's amazing. I mean, I, I don't think I could pull that off. 
Charles Manson was a trippy character, man. I mean, you want to talk about like a dude who defined the 60s. He ended it. He fucking ended the 60s. Well, he he definitely was the worst case scenario. I yeah. And they started carving fucking X's in their foreheads. Yeah, shaving their heads, X's in the foreheads. But there's this one scene in Manson where all the whole family is singing like a happy song. And they made like they produced a video that looks like something out of the monkeys or something. Dude, he... And it's weird. It's really strange. I'd forgot about those photos. Go back to that, Brian. Those was that, was that real? The, oh yeah, it was 100 percent real. They carved X's in their heads. Yeah, and then he yeah, was, first it was an X, then he turned it into a swastika. Remember they went to jail and remember who was it? Squeaky Fromm that tried to kill Gerald Ford. Ford. Yeah. <laughs> God. But damn. they're talking so much shit in these interviews. And they're talking about violence on television, and that's why they're violent. Back then. They shaved their heads. That's yeah, right. Yeah, as a statement. Oh, this isn't the this actual is, movie, Brian. I think this th is a recreation. Right. Uh, that was some fake shit. This one came out in 73, and it's got the lawyer that put Manson away. Oh, He's really? given, like, all these... It's His part is terrible. He's like, in... It's like a really bad, like, cable access. He's like, in 1969, the Manson family was on trial. And then you do like a weird pose. It's like really bad acting, but it's the actual lawyer that put Manson away. Oh, wow. And they interviewed him. It's like the guy. Like if you, if you stop and think about like when, you, when people talk about serial killers, what do they always say? They always go with Manson. NWA references him. Everybody references Manson, him. Manson. Yeah. Manson. It's like, and they still have no idea I ate your garbage, man. <laughs> Tell me in a sentence who you are. See the look on his face. Ugh. Nobody. Nobody. He made a bunch of crazy faces and then said nobody. Whoa. Feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like Wolf's Kebab's right frantic? Get frantic. 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 Get Okay. For folks listening and not watching, it's some goofy-ass video where there's all this biblical music that's playing over it. Why are they Why? doing that? Ooh, there's the murders. Ugh. Brian, no one can even hear this. What's with the no music? No one can understand a word that guy's saying. You should have not listened to that whole thing. <laughs> Couldn't hear him. Yeah. Well, you see if you can find something that's actually just him, because that's stupid. It's actually when it's actually him, you get to see how fucking nutty he really was. And that video would have done it without the fucking music. I'm a product of your society, man. Sure. You made me. <laughs> I hate your garbage. There's no radio. There's no clocks. There's no electric lights. The girls carry water. They don't wear makeup. They have their babies by themselves. They go in the shack and squat down and have their babies. I live on the ground. I live on the earth. I don't live. I lived in Hollywood, and I had all that. The Rolls Royce and the Ferrari and the pad in Beverly Hills. I had the surfboard and the Beach Boys and the Beast Keeps and the Neil Diamond and the Rob Scott and the Jimmy Schiffin and Elvis Presley's, Mesca Bestley's and all them guys. The Dina Martins and the Nancy Sinatra's and the, and the guys for suffering. Will you do it to me? I hear you're doing good, honey, and all that kind of. Will you come up to my house later? 
So I went through all that and I seen that was a bigger prison than the one I just got out of and I really didn't care to go back to prison. See, prison doesn't begin and end at the gate. Prison is in the mind. It's locked in one world that's dead and dying or it's open to a world that's free and alive. Hold on, this guy sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound that crazy. Dude should have a podcast. <laughs> this guy's great. They, they, that's one part of the documentary. They talk about how they delivered babies at the ranch, oh, and they talked about one part where they got like a pair of scissors and just fucking did it home style. Oh Jesus! Yeah, owie. Yeah. Had babies like that. What a sick fuck! It was just amazing to me that people have a, such a desire to be led that someone can come along like that. It's just so completely out to lunch and gather a good solid group of loyalists. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had like, you know, seven, eight people, right? They were, and they were that? like, a lot of them were like honor students yeah. and like well-to-do people from good homes. Well, there was a thing that happened um, in the, the 1960s and 70s where a lot of people were rebelling so hard uh, from the, the standard lifestyle, the father-knows-best type shit they grew up with, that communes were really common and there's cults were popping up places. Food co-ops, video stores. It was yeah, men. I have a buddy. His uh, ex-girlfriend grew up in a cult, man. And the, the 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 cult leader would have sex with everyone's wife. It's like there was a gang of those going on. Like they were all over the place back then. That's the thing. That's like the main part. Yeah, sex. Well, that's what people want. It's yeah, fun. they like it. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> It's the, that is the main thing, though. It's that's like, the main reason why we're still here. That's exactly. <laughs> that's how these these cults form. It's always well, as soon as you let some guy just get that much fucking power. The guy tells you it's Jesus. You know he's gonna start banging people. It's just a matter of time. I really like how the Beatles were prophets, though. I mean, who wouldn't want to be part of this religion? The Beatles were prophets. You think? Oh yeah, the um he he the White Album he took as like his gospel. Oh, Charles and like Manson Helter did. Skelter was all about this big race war. That's what uh-huh. he saw. And there's a song about killing piggies. Uh, they wrote that in blood. And he saw them as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The Beatles. Wow. And even I think George Harrison went in to like testify and stuff. He was on the witness stand and stuff. Even Ringo? Ringo doesn't count. There is <laughs> nothing. No, but they did get Pete Best, which was weird. There's nothing better than a dude with a creepy accent telling you about the apocalypse. Yeah. And doing it like 100% sure. Like, well, he knows. <laughs> you know, the apocalypse is coming. The four horsemen. What's right. One Direction? Is that the new girl band? Yes. One Direction? You act are like they you the don't four? know. How many of them are there? How many of them are there? Like Let's new, say four. New girl bands? Let's or say no, four. How many in the, in the, in the, how many in the, in the band? I, I There's four no girls idea. in One Direction, let's say. The, the lights were off. <laughs> Just so they can be prophets. <laughs> let's say it's There's a, 12. Twelve boys? Twelve disciples. Twelve disciples. <laughs> Imagine if it was. Twelve disciples. One Direction. I've never Straight heard a One Direction song, and you're not going to play one either. No, I'm not going to. Oh, you're, you're trying to get me to play no, one. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even doing it. No, 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 Brian. The, the, you I, told you, I told you there was staying at the hotel next to the comedy store recently, and there was just mobs of like of these little, little kids, like, like yeah. 12 to 13, and their parents at 2 in the morning next to the comedy store. <sighs> what the fuck, man? That seems like a bad idea. Look at this comedy store. 
take your kid. That's the comedy star from Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah. Look how realistic uh, it is. That's amazing. They even got the yellow poles right there. That is. The... Is that my name right there on the wall? Yeah. Having it on the well, back the, finally the, paid the off. The comedy store sign's missing, though, where Kinnison shot the hole through. Yeah. In that corner? Where? The, in that corner, the left corner. Uh-huh. F- far left. All the way to the left. The edge left. Yeah. That right there, there's a sign oh, in the yes. actual store right there. And it yeah. says the comedy store, and there's a bullet hole in it. Where Kinnison got mad at Dice Clay, and then he came to the back parking lot and pulled out a gun and shot a fucking hole through the sun. Wow. I think he was banned for that for a couple weeks. <laughs> a couple Just a weeks. couple weeks? Yeah. You're, You're doing all late spots from that for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, he had That's the Kinnison spot anyway. You know, he always had late spots. He, that was he, the whole thing. Yeah, he was the original trench coat mafia. Kinnison was the greatest, in my opinion, from 86 to 87. He's the best comic of all time. That's my opinion. I, I was the round back then. I got to see the impact of that guy. And it, especially if you put it in perspective, it's really hard to put it in perspective. Like, the comedy of today is just, it's just comedy of 2013. The comedy of 1986 was a completely different world. Absolutely. And Kinnison, when he burst onto the scene in 86, it was, no one had ever been anything like that before. It was so unique and different. It's Im- almost impossible to put in perspective today what an impact it had. Because he was just so different than anything else. He's almost like Nirvana of comedy because he'd do the, the real quiet, real quiet, yeah. and then real loud. Yeah. But but it was all like set up punch back then. It was great. You know? Shit. Yeah. And he, then he came around and it was just insanity, just venting. Yeah. And, and the way he would go about it was so painful. It was yeah. So crazy. <laughs> did you ever I was did married you... for two fucking years. <laughs> Hell would be like clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you like you looked at him. You knew it was a du- remember when he fucking played that song on HBO? Yeah, you took my records. You, pull, I want pull, my records pull that back. Up. Sam Kinison's song, <coughs> the Sam Kinison piano song. Did you ever see him? End of his first hit. Yes, I got to see him live several times. Wow. Yeah, I got to see him. Unfortunately, though, when he was already slipping. Yeah, I missed the fucking good days, dude. I well, got to see him when he was already just like. Coke down two cylinders. What was the slipping phase? Yeah, like? the love song. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is his, his encore. Well, it's such a special night. It's our last show that I thought it was perfect uh, <laughs> to do love song. <laughs> I wrote this about this girl that I met about five years ago. <laughs> I was gonna come out with some money, you know, and try to live out here for a while. And uh, I met this girl and I wanted to impress her, you know. So we went through all my cash in about a year. <laughs> then one day she said, you know, Sam, it's, uh, there's something missing from our relationship. I said, uh, well, it wouldn't be the cash by any chance, would it, honey? <laughs> she said, no, uh, we found so many special things about each other. I just, I hate to see it all go to waste because the passion's gone. She says, can't we still, like, see each other once in a while and uh, have lunch or see a movie or just to be friends? I said, yeah, friends. I How'd I get stuck into watching this? 
Because it's going to pay off huge. You become man. some kind of emotional tampon that you need four or five days a month. But no one else will take your fucking bullshit. But we don't fuck. Isn't that about right, honey? That's what friends is. We don't fuck, right? She said, well, yeah, that's kind of it. I wrote this song. It goes like this. You fucking whore! <laughs> <laughs> you never loved me! He was the best. That really is great. He was the best. Where was that taped? Do you know? That was at the Roxy. God, that was right on Sunset. That was really awesome. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a totally different thing, man. He's got a, his brother wrote a great book about him. It's called uh, Brother Bill or uh, My Brother Sam. Yeah. Um, and uh, he talked about how Sam was in a car accident when he was a kid. He got hit by a car, mm-hmm. like like really bad. Yeah. He was really badly hurt, and then was a totally different person. Then At what age? Became, like it was early though. It was like eight or something. Something like that. Yeah. But he's like he became Kennison. He got hit by a car and then became yeah. like wild and reckless and didn't give a fuck. And that's an interesting thing because that's something that they show with uh, head trauma, especially head trauma at an early age. Yeah. Like uh, they they associated it with uh, gambling, like gambling addictions. Right. But also with like really radical personality changes. No kidding. Yeah. That's how he died too. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk driver. It's crazy. What's really crazy is he used to do bits about drunk driving. There were... He, when I say like he slipped, I've talked about it so much on the podcast. It's oh, okay. A little too, uh, I try not to reiterate. But gotcha. I think he just started partying too much and then he just wasn't the same guy anymore. His, right. His bits just, they weren't, they didn't, they lost it. Right. He got super rich and, and I got to see him then. I got to see a couple sets that just were like, you know, yeah. not very good. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, the writing wasn't the same. And gotcha. Like there's a clear difference between the earlier stuff and the later stuff. So it's like a good thing to learn as a comedian. Like some guys get better as time goes on. Some guys, they would they would hit that proverbial wall. Yeah. You know? And with him, it's had to be coke too. How much coke that guy was doing? I th- yeah, and I mean, if you hit a wall when you're that successful and that in the spotlight, it can be kind of to the point where like you don't even feel like spending the time to develop because it kind of scares you so much. I think it could. You know, he might not have put the time into it anymore. He definitely wasn't I doing late spots every night. He was just banging checks. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't putting the time in. I mean, he was just doing coke and partying and going to Hollywood parties. That only works for so long. Yeah, it's you hard to, to stay that guy, that outsider. Yeah. Everybody loves you. Exactly. Yeah, it's, comedy's a fucking strange gig, man. The only people that comics ever really truly let in are other comics. <laughs> I know. You know, you get to know other comics, kind of understand it. But yeah, trying to get in with regular Hollywood, Oof. that ain't going to work out, dude. Right. They're not going to understand you. <laughs> That's true. Because they're like crazy PC, right? And we're like crazy not. Well, they're or what's the deal? I don't actors. even know. Actors. The real thing with actors is yeah. here's the number one thing. They have to be chosen. So, because they have to be chosen, they're all trying to be chosen. And when you're trying to be chosen all the time, you usually, 
go about it by being as fake as fuck. You go about it by trying to concoct some sort of an artificial personality right. that you think would be acceptable to casting agents or to producers. Or It's one of the reasons why so many people are left-wing. Like, so many people in Hollywood are left-wing. It's almost like, you know, you want to endear yourself to the ideology of whoever's trying to, oh, right. I do, I think that too. Choose me. Right. Choose me. Right. And it's also one of the reasons why psychologically there's some of the most problematic people you'll ever have to deal with. They're so fucking needy and broken because their entire cycle of their business is like uh, like need and need not being met, need not being met, need not being met, rejection, 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 yeah. success, see, told you. <laughs> it's almost like this. they've right. been abused by life. Uh, yeah, which they have been. But it's... It's an unnatural pursuit. Mm -hmm. It's an unnatural pursuit, and even if you get it, Jesus Christ, the world's going to think you're a fucking superhero. Meanwhile, you're a guy reading lines. They got you hooked on wires. You fly through right. the air. You have to pretend you can kick every man's ass, even who has a gun, in 30 seconds. Right. It's No one's really like that guy. And they it. also throw your ass away pretty quick, too. Fuck it, do. Fuck it, do. And that's really hard. For they don't just throw you away. They, like, beat your ass down. Mm, something, well, they depends. follow you around with cameras and stuff. Depends on your choices, I guess. Yeah. Well, they definitely can follow you around with cameras, especially if you're getting old and you watch your body rot away at the beach. Oh, yeah. Get some funky knees going, <laughs> weird elbow skin and neck skin and shit where everything just starts just caving off the body and they're just there to photograph it in high detail. <laughs> right. Look at her. No one wants to fuck that. Meanwhile, she's like, I retired 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> That's not very common though, is it? No, it's not. You went with best case scenario. She retired and now she's an intellectual. <laughs> she teaches actually. <laughs> she's so smart. She teaches others to be smart. Oh, I based that story on... Uh... No one. No, no one's one. ever done that. No one. This is a, it's an infected spot. It really is. Infected and affected. And yeah. a big part of it is because of the whole Hollywood influence. The, the real problem with the Hollywood influence is not the liberal aspect of it. It's the bleeding heart that everybody always talks about. The real problem with the Hollywood influence is fake. The fake people. It's all people who are trying to be something in order to get picked and then people who are trying to figure out some way to get some unwarranted amount of attention because they didn't get it when they were young. Right. It's this massive... Com and then, there's, of course, there's musicians in there and there's painters in there. There's a lot of cool people. Sure. Don't, don't get me wrong. You'll run into a lot of cool people. But how many in comparison to annoying ones? Is it like 10 to 1 or something like that? It might be 10 to 1, like 10 annoying people before you find like one really cool one. Absolutely. That's, I mean, at any given party. Especially if yeah. you're trying to be an actor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What are the odds of their... I mean, there's cool ones. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of cool actors and actresses and directors and producers. There's cool people in all walks of life. But God damn, there's a lot of annoying people. But in general... In general. The, the acting Bill, profession. That Bill Hicks quotes the greatest. Fevered egos. That's what you would call them. Fevered egos. It's just... It's not on a... It's, I think because of the fact that we're not allowed to have certain things in this life... That were there's laws against certain psychedelics and there's laws against certain types of behavior and there's all this restrictive behavior. Now there's things even more restrictive now. We find out the NSA is listening to every right. phone call you make and checking all your texts for keywords. I bombed last <laughs> night at the improv. <laughs> what? No fly you list. Know? Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah. That's not a joke. I mean, this the, all that stuff just even further tightens down that that feeling of 
suppression that human beings have. We don't like that shit. No. But it's everywhere now. It is. I mean, and, and like everyone, a lot of people are doing bad financially. That's yeah. another like suppression, suppressive feeling they're getting. And they're being watched the whole time. It's just weird. I figured we'd be way better at it by now. I felt like when I was a kid, people were actually better at running a society than today. It's like almost like the more options we got as human beings, the more it got to the point where it was just completely carried away. I mean, back when you were young, I mean, there was like warrants. Remember warrants? Yes, I do. The judge had to issue a warrant before you could arrest somebody? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it used to be. The ju- the cops had to go to a judge, and the judge would go, well, let me see here. What's the evidence? Okay. The e- <laughs> then they came up with this thing called the NDAA, mm-hmm. and they basically just made it so they don't have to do anything. They don't have to have a judge's request. They don't have to have a court order. They don't have to have real specific evidence. They can basically do whatever the fuck they want. And how new is this? Is this Patriot Act, or what is no, this? No, it's NDA, the National Defense. What is it? What the fuck is it? Something initiated authorization act, National Defensive Authorization Act. Yeah, it's uh, widely criticized. The the first you go to the first thing on the um, the, the if you Google search, the first one is the ACLU talking about how horrible the National Defense Authorization Act is. It's just sad. This is my problem with all of it. They'll tell you, like, you know, well, this is, we just need this for terrorism and the case against terrorism right. and, and really bad people because really bad people are plopping. Maybe. But you can't do that because you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. By, by preventing these attacks you, that you so believe are going to happen, you've changed our world into a fear-based world. Right. You've changed our world. And, like, you've, you've made it so that we're going to monitor everyone all the time, take away all privacy in order to ensure safety. That's like some Thomas Jefferson, you know, type quotes. What is it? Was it Ben Franklin that said, if you preserve security over liberty, you deserve neither? Right. I don't know if he said that, but that yeah, sounds good. I think, I think that was, yeah, I think that was the quote. But, I mean, it's also... But it's know, like, these guys wrote that in the 1700s. Right. But it, but it hasn't been working either. No. We just had that thing yesterday. There's yeah. the Boston thing. Well, there's the thing. is these Boston things and this guy yesterday. These are people that aren't even, they're not even from another country. Right. You, you've, we got homegrown crazy fucks. Mm-hmm. And this has zero to do with the NSA monitoring people's text messages. Because this guy was getting text messages from Mars. This dude was like hearing voices and shit and right. telling people. Right. He's on drugs. He was on some sort of meds, you know. And I don't know how he got access to guns. I don't know if they were legal or illegal. <sighs> Matt Fultron. There's no answers. That's the problem. I just went to Big Five the other day in like Alhambra or Pasadena, and they had guns there. Mm, you need them <laughs> out there. You really do. Shoot your way back you home. You really do. Shoot, shoot your way back to the motherland. I, I just want to goggle, but I was going to uh, swim home. And then the other problem is meth. You know, we got a real meth problem in this country. Right. It's a giant, giant problem. Right. Like pretty much everywhere outside of a city, that's meth town. Right. You just go out, you get in the city, and you drive out into the hinterland, and you're going to hit some meth. Right. It's everywhere. Right. If you were a hack comic, let's say... You were, and you went up on stage, you'd be like, hey, I was just in such and such. They got a lot of meth over there. That's going to kill <laughs> uh, every one-nighter yeah. across the country. They all know where the meth is. Yeah. Everyone knows. 
And you because it's everywhere. <laughs> but if you say their town, they get fucking pissed at you. Right. You even gotta if, say one town over. Even if they know that there's meth in their town. Right. They just in denial. It's from the next town over. Not Modesto, bro. You got it wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah. You got it wrong. That's Fresno, buddy. That's yeah, Fresno. Yeah. Fresno's got a yes. bunch of meth, queer people. <laughs> in Fresno. Nothing but gays in Fresno. They just decide what spot sucks more (laughs) Mm -hmm. than their spot, which is awesome. Our spot will kick your spot's ass. And on the bad list is always gay. That's always about two or three. Yep, or meth. Gay or meth. Gay and meth together. Usually they go together, though, don't they? That's true. Is is that the argument? At the gay club, yes, they do. (laughs) Which Fresno has plenty of. Woo, woo! (laughs) Woo, woo! Not Modesto, bro. Fresno, okay? Better tell somebody. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> yeah, there's some spots that are not good, and it's all the spots in between cities. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cities get a bad rap, but guess what? It's not good to live on your own in the woods. No. It's not good. I mean, it's not bad as long as you're, like, close to, like, Denver or something like that. Sure. <laughs> but, like, but just trying to do that, you know, out there in the middle of the Pacific Northwest thing or yeah. going out to South Dakota and... Hey, he's good. He lives on a thousand acre ranch. Right. You know what a thousand acre ranch looks like in South Dakota? The same as a sandbox, just way bigger. Right. And yeah, like you kind of, it's good to have privacy, but it's good to have people checking you every once in a while. Yeah, you, those you know? Flat areas like Kansas. Couldn't believe Where's how Where's the next big? guy? He's like 50 miles away. Right. 50 miles away is the next guy. What do you do if you need some shit? Well, I hope I have it. Okay. <laughs> What are you doing out here, man? <laughs> just, just have you have you ever driven cross country like the whole way across country? Only once when I was a little boy. The first thought you have around Kansas is we needed to take all this from the Indians. <laughs> like we needed all this shit. We haven't even done anything with it yet. We stole it so slow. Oh my god! It was like every couple of weeks we took some more. We haven't done shit with it. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, we've done spots. a lot. We've done a lot. There's some spots we give them, Matt Fultron. We I tell know. them they can have their spot. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing ever. Is it, it, Not that I'm against it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just philosophically, I'm saying it's weird that you have, uh, we have reservations. And on the reservations, a lot of folks don't really even understand that those same laws don't apply. A reservation is not technically the United States of America. Like they have their own law. Right. Yeah. So that's how gambling works. Yeah. Yeah, people like people go. Well, how's there a casino there? Oh, that's Indian land. Yeah, and everybody's like, "What? <laughs> can we go in? Yeah, we can go in. Yeah, it's the Indians' casino. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> right? You remember when those things started popping up? Yeah, I, and and some of them are like really small. So you'll be driving through Oregon, and you'll just be like, "Hey, that little, I don't know, one thousand square feet. That shopping center is Indian. You can go in and gamble." You know, right next to the liquor store or whatever. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, there's weird small ones. Like, uh, I saw a small one in uh, Washington State. We're headed up to Mount Rainier. Mm -hmm. And there was this, like, weird fucking casino right there. It's just real strange. Like, bright, shiny neon lights and everything's going ding, ding, ding. (laughs) So if you're thinking of doing something stupid, it's like, come on, do it over here. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. You're like, "Mm, mm, all right, shit, fuck. I got a hook. I got some money. Exactly. <laughs> oh, now I don't got no money. Damn. How do you think that building gets big? Why, why, why is that building so big? Why is it so shiny? Why is there so much neon? It costs money to run, stupid. Oh, yeah. Where's that money coming from? Uh, Assholes like you don't know how to play poker. Right. 
Silly bitch. Assholes like me. Assholes like me. <laughs> that is a weird thing, though, that I don't think the people that are profiting off of that are entirely Indian. I don't think it's like only Native Americans that own those casinos. What do you think? Ha- what do you think goes on? I think you're allowed to go into business with a Native American if you're like an American, right? Regular American, right? You know, white guy like you. Right. You go into business. Right. You like the type of guy who would show up. Listen, <laughs> Mister um, Wildflower. Right. We have a uh, we have a uh, we have a plan here to uh, make you quite a bit of money. Right. No more horses. No more tents. How about a Rolls Royce? You want a Rolls Royce? We'll give you a Rolls Royce. Next thing you know, you got a fucking giant ass casino. And if you build a casino, people will come to it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. People love it. Have you ever been to those ones that uh they have out in the middle of the California desert? Like out San Bernardino area, you know, like way out past there. Yeah. And I've been like to ones like, you know, an hour outside of Vegas and stuff like that too. Yeah. I played comedy shows at those. <sighs> Whoa, those are dark. I left my soul in Laughlin. What is that like? You just That's stand pretty up awful. in Laughlin? Yeah. What was that like? It was it was rough. It was absolutely rough, but at the same time, wasn't that bad. There was plenty of laughs. It was just kind of like that dead feeling like what are we doing here? You you're dealing with people that settle for less. Or because Vegas came to see you. Yeah, that's what it was. They came to see the MC. Dude. <laughs> or I mean, think about that. Like there's a big difference between going to that place, like being forced to go to that place, and going to that place and choosing to do shows there and having people come there because it's a spectacle. Right. Because it's, I mean, that's a unique slice of Americana. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's like, you know, people from all over coming to like Laughlin instead of Vegas because it's like kind of cheaper and they can kind of, so it's not just people from Laughlin there. They must be so weird. It is weird. They must be the weirdest people ever. It is weird. People that choose to go there. Like, I've heard Reno's really weird, too. Reno, I kind of like. Really? Have you been there? Never. It's kind of cool because it's like, uh, it's halfway nice, but it's not crazy like Vegas. Do you know what I mean? It's not insane. There's not as many people yelling. There's not as many douchebags. There's not as much diesel diesel jeans. It's like old Vegas. But it's, yeah, it's still kind of all right. I'm not against Reno. I'm really really not. I'm so really you've not. had fun times there? Definitely. I've never been, but I've heard nothing but bad things. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did Stanhope record his first CD there? I did. I think he did. I think Stanhope recorded his first uh, first CD there, like back in like the nineteen eighty nine, ninety ninety somewhere around there. I I did a show at the Reno Hilton, and it was in the basement, and it was an old movie theater, and I was there for like seven days that week, and there was never more than twenty five people in the audience. And then I saw somebody that I knew that was playing this huge 3,000 theater up on, like, the second floor or the first floor somewhere. And I ran into him in the elevator, and he was like, come play my big show tonight. So I did a shitty show in the basement for, like, 25 people. And then I did a huge show for, like, 3,000 people. And then I went back down and did the late show in front of another 22 people. And one guy brought his baby and shit. Oh it was the God. most anticlimactic night of my life. <laughs> he brought his baby. Somebody brought their baby in the audience, and the club runner was like, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, what's he supposed to do with the baby? Oh, have my the baby. God. That's hilarious. Drunks at a comedy club and the baby. Yeah. Bring your baby to a casino in the first place, and then bring it to a comedy show? Come and on. Think of it. And then I've seen your act, dude. The words <laughs> come out of your mouth into a baby's ears. 
That shit's offensive. It is. It's rude. It's more rude. offensive Did to the. Did you change your act for the baby? No, <laughs> fuck the baby. <laughs> that baby's gonna hear worse than me. You say are... that? How do you know, man? You should have changed your act for the little kid. That's all I'm saying. If I'm that guy, yeah, finding fault in you, the guy looking for fault. Yeah, why didn't he just change his act? How hard is it to change your act for a baby? <laughs> you don't want to change your act for a baby. Who the fuck are you, man? Huh? Man. Are you what are you anti baby fuckhead? No, I got some rattle material. Did you uh did you see these fucking floods in Colorado? I didn't. They they've finally uh released a gang of photos that show how devastating it was. It's incredible. Giant chunks of the highway just washed away. Streams became raging rivers. So many people's houses are fucked up. This is, they said, a once-in-a-thousand-year storm. And, and where exactly is this? It's all in Colorado. It's like the, ta- the entire town of Lyons, Colorado, were told to evacuate. This is insane. I mean, the runoff from last week's flood is just slowly making it down the side of the mountains. And, like, we don't wrap our heads around how much water that is. It's like, oh, the water hit rains and then comes down. Right. So what? No, you, no, 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 not so what. This is like landscape changing, house removing shit. That's your house. That's your property. Yeah. It's gone. And it never happens. Never happens. But once every thousand years, just something goes bonkers. And this cold front or warm front or whatever the fuck it is that causes these things just decides to just unload the greatest Peter North load from the sky <laughs> all over Colorado. <laughs> it's really insane, man. It's really insane. They said 500 people are unaccounted for. 18,000 homes around the state have been fucked up. This is incredible, man. 18,000 homes fucked up. More than 6,400 people have applied for aid by FEMA. More than $430,000 has been approved in individual assistance, such as temporary housing and home repairs, FEMA said Tuesday. So this is like, financially, it's going to be very devastating to all these people. This is incredible, man. The The pictures are insane. I urge you to go to Google and look at, like, streets that have just become raging rivers. It's really, really weird, man. Did Did you ever see that documentary on uh, Katrina? Which um, one? There was one where, uh, probably a lot of documentaries have this on, but they try to go, they were all on foot going across a bridge to, uh, what's next door, Arkansas? What's What state is next door? Oh. They were trying to go to a different county or a different state, and... The police on the other side were like, nah, you're not coming over. You're not coming into our land. Well, they, they, have... they made them stay, you know, in uh, New Orleans. Wow. They it's really weird. Stay. Yeah. Like they said, you can't leave. Like you can't cross state line or county line or something. What? Isn't that insane? Just because they just decided because you're refugees, you can't cross? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's awful. They had a They problem. finally made it. And then like the cops were there to be like, nope. They had a problem in Houston. In Houston, there was a lot of fucking people that were coming over from Katrina. Maybe that was it. Yeah, Houston was bad, man. I remember we were there, and uh, we were there for a gig, and we went driving around, 
and when we went down to uh, this uh, shelter, it was fucking crazy mm-hmm. how many people were out there on the streets. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? He goes, oh, these are all Katrina refugees. I was like, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that seems to be, that's a natural, national emergency. Right. Like, people need to go in there and, like, help these people out. Like, this is nuts. These people had houses, <laughs> yeah. and now they're here. Like, is no one freaking out over this? Like, that could be you. That could be me. Uh, absolutely. In a second. Yeah. It's, it's weird what we're just... It, we just accept the idea that this the, the place that we're living in this is how it is and this, right. is, this is just what it is and you know this is what the floor looks like and right. that's what the trees look like no every now and then <laughs> some shit happens that changes everything see these mountains right in front of your face dummy like where do you think those came from right. you know those were flat and yeah. then they became mountains yeah like it's gonna happen in this place too stupid absolutely no 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 this is uh, my property's been in the family for years. <laughs> It's not going anywhere. My payments are always on time. We're, gonna, we're just gonna rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> I so pay, I know. Uh, oh. I pay a substantial amount of taxes every year, so I assure you, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, a fucking mountain starts. The mountaintop starts at his house. Yeah. Over the next million years, it moves a hundred feet a day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you fucking crazy assholes. Human beings, man. We just decided that we could put a house right on the beach. Sure. Those houses in Malibu. Yeah. Like five million bucks plus. Right. Like right there. Right. There's the water underneath my house. This it's, is where it's going to stay. It's not forever. <laughs> it's not forever. I mean, how much, what if it goes back? How much for, they can't even, even go back. It's like, where's my house? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, can I rebuild? <laughs> nope. You no. can't rebuild because you don't own that spot. That spot's the ocean now. You own it, but you can only like surf and maybe sail on it. Yeah, that's what do you it. Do you have to put a bobber? This is where my spot is. Maybe this, a dock. I own this one quarter of an acre that's now underwater that I paid sixteen million for. Right, that's my spot. I'm rich. I'm bigger than the ocean. <laughs> You're never bigger than the fucking ocean. Yeah, man. the ocean's it's gonna, gonna get come you. and steal from you. Yeah, the ocean stole your porch. It's the tax man. <laughs> Thank you. Susan Summers. It's amazing that everybody wants to live right there, though. It's so cool that it's it's almost worth it. Like everybody wants to look at that water. You want to be right there. Yeah, it's look nice. It. It's really nice. What is that though? It's is it a humbling thing? Is it a, just an awe thing? Like there's so much water. It's like whoa. I don't know. I f- I find it really relaxing, um, and just really pretty. It it improves your mood. I think. It must. Because look at when you talk about like beach towns, they're always super chill. That's the thing that everybody always says. Yeah. Beach towns are super chill. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's a laid back beach community. That's super calm, super common. And what is that? Well, on top of what I think that the water is relaxing and shit, mm-hmm. you got to have a lot of money to live there. So you might be chilled the fuck out if you got some savings. That's just my. Until you're dropping science. You're dropping math science. You, know, you should offer an online course. Maybe I will. I'm just dropping knowledge and gluten beers. You know? Gluten These beers, beers are pretty good, right? Not bad at all, man. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Good. What's it called? We should. Uh, it's called Mission or Omission, more, which makes more sense. They're taking out the gluten. They're not making it without gluten, they're taking it out. Mm, and They're omitting know, it. Did you know that it's handcrafted? How mm. else are you going to do it, dude? Mm, very, very important. With a machine? Come I'll on. I'll tell you what, I'm a man of taste, and uh, I do not prefer non-handcrafted yeah. beverages. What, is a machine going to make my beer? I don't think so. 
I demand craft. Me too. An honor. And these are so good. They 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 actually made the refrigerator the refrigerator in in Bevmo. Most really? of the gluten beers are non gluten beers on the shelf, getting hot. But these are ready for consumption because they know people want them. That's interesting. Yeah. Bevmo needs to step up their game when it comes to that. I mean, is that what it is? You have to step up your game. I mean, if Target can have fucking tons of refrigerators for their little grocery store, why doesn't why does Bevmo have like this small area of it just for their beers? I, I think mean, that's the whole thing. They I, should be like half the store should be a refrigerator. I think that's part of their deal. They're like, we got cheap drinks and we don't spend money on refrigeration. Uh, I guess Trader Joe's too. Yeah, they just stack everything up. I think. I think that's just exactly the idea. They just stack it up. Look, you want a fucking case of beer for three bucks or not? And this you do? There it is. Go and, grab and it. And this is for the serious drinker who knows what he wants a week from now. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it like the Costco of only drinks? I guess. Or the Trader Joe's of only drinks? This is, I don't know. Those are a good deal. That's a smart thing. Like, I went to Trader Joe's for the first time uh, in a long time recently. I was like, this is a pretty good spot, you know? It's awesome. They have a lot of good shit, and it's cheap, you know? It's not bad. What's the idea? Is it's like less quality than some places? The idea is it's not as uh, fancy schmancy. There's, no, there's no name brands, so uh, they make deals with all the people they buy shit from, uh, and so it and comes they put their name on it. Comes to you cheap, or maybe they have their own factories on top of that. Huh? So there's no name brands at all? No, there's name brands, but but they're not big Kellogg's. name brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're all affiliated with these brands, whether they made a deal or whether they manufacture it themselves. This is all. What I assume is going on. Oh, my motherfucker's just making shit up. Yeah. Pretending he knows. But I'm still right, though, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you are. I, I mean, in Ohio. Well, listen who you're asking. I, I do all the time. I do that all the time. I just answer questions I don't know the answers to. In Ohio, Trader Joe's came before Whole Foods or any of the other, yeah. other places. So I started off with Trader Joe's. And yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just like small farmers and small companies that they make deals with. And two buck chuck. Let's not look it up. Let's just assume we're right. All right. Um, yeah, the. I've been I've been made fun of buying the two two buck chuck before oh, though that's great. by the woman working the register. Wow, what a bitch! <laughs> Fuck me up. Well, right. she probably thought you were cute. She's depressed Maybe. at your lack of motivation. <laughs> Why can't you buy a nice thirty nine dollar <laughs> bottle of Chardonnay for me, uh, well, or perhaps a Pinot Noir for the gentleman? They're like, mm. we got some good six dollar wines, dickhead. Yeah. Fucking live a little. Uh, how much is it really? Two dollars for the wine? Mm-hmm. Charles Shaw's two dollars, and it's good. It's good. Is it really good? Yeah. Okay, bring it in. Can you bring some in sure. next time? Sure. Okay. Can you bring it in tomorrow? Maybe. It's not great, lazy bitch. Lazy bitch can't even commit to buying a two dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. I just like, don't know. Yes, when I can do it. I don't know when I'll be able to do it. I guess before I could. I got do two dollars. Is it possible? Me. Well, I have to go right here to do another podcast. I'm not. Mm. And then I'm just thinking of time when Trader Joe's will be open. Which podcast is more important? <laughs> two Buck Chuck. Two this buck one. Ch- have you not had Two Buck Chuck at all? No, I've never had it. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, like, literally, I could buy, I'll buy, you know what I'll do? I'll buy a- Taste test. I'll buy, yeah, I'll buy a $4, no, a $40 bottle of wine, and then a Two Buck Chuck, and then oh, yeah, let you a good t- idea. taste it and try to guess That's a great idea, is. because I am no sommelier. I do not know nothing. I, yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Two buck chuck and for a nice bottle of wine. Can, What's a nice bottle of wine? Like 40, 40 bucks is pretty nice. Something like that. And, I'll do, and then in a restaurant, that would be like a hundred bucks, right? Absolutely. And I'll Take do a red and a white. Shitheads. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Even if you bring your own wine in, it still costs you like twenty, thirty dollars. Ah, uh, cooking fee, sir. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> let me, let me what see. does that mean? That means you can't eat your shit in my spot unless you <laughs> exactly. pay me. Exactly. <laughs> 
Don't be drinking, bringing your Starbucks up in that here. That makes either. sense, though, because it otherwise does. cheap assholes are bringing, I brought my own wine, saved me $50. And be, you know, yelling it out at the table next door. How much did you pay for that bottle? <laughs> this bottle is actually a finer year, and I brought it in by myself. How do you like that? Can you yeah. tell between Coke and Pepsi? I think I can, no. but I don't think I care either. I only drink Diet Coke. I bet I could tell Diet Coke between Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi. I bet. I might be wrong, though. If I had a guess. Taste tests are weird. They if are. you don't exactly know what you're going to get, you're like, hmm. I could easily do that. Yeah, you Pepsi can tell. Pepsi to me is just fucking shit. I can tell the difference between root beer and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> me too. You're not going to trick me, bitch. I can tell the difference Mountain Dew and milk. <laughs> can you tell the difference between Mountain Dew and Code Red? I was supposed Code to work the, the Pepsi challenge when I first moved to uh, What LA. does that mean? The Pepsi Challenge? Yeah, what does that mean? Like, work the Pepsi Challenge? Well, that means you set up a booth in front of a grocery store, and you have, like, a taste test for people just walking in and out, and it's supposed to get inspire people to buy Coke instead of Pepsi. Really? Yeah, but I saw I got out of the car, and I saw the people I was going to work with, and I just fucking left. Why? What was it? <laughs> I don't know. They just seemed like they were having a good time, and they were just, I knew I was going to hate it. Why did you think you were going to hate it? I just felt like I was. I don't know. Oh, was that's it some so fair in, it was at some fair in Long Beach. That's so ridiculous. Deep down, I didn't want to work. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. That makes more sense. You just found something to hate about it. I found some stupid reason. There's got to be a leave. way to find a yeah. fucking exit yeah. trap door out of this bitch. Well, I showed up and I tried. <laughs> and I, I totally stood them up and they still called me for work. They're that's how bad this business so was. Desperado yeah. to get people to take that Pepsi challenge. Oh, yeah. Pepsi challenge. And it was a dated thing. Like that was the advertisement in the early 80s for Coke. But now they were trying to bring it back, some kind of retro style or something. Yeah. Is Coke even threatened by Pepsi at this point? Not even. Oh, but hold on. Did the Pepsi win? I don't win? know, man. I well, who I hired know. me? Do you well, guys if remember? You go, <laughs> if you go to uh, any sort of a bar, you know, and you say, uh, can I get a Coke? Just say, is Pepsi okay? Who the fuck says no? Does yeah. anybody say no? Or if you say, can I get a Diet Coke? Sometimes they don't even tell you. And some, how much variation is there in Diet Coke taste? It's quite a bit. Quite a bit yeah. between the can, an actual can of Diet Coke, and that shit that comes out of that fountain. Oh, Huge. Boy, that's a big goddamn difference. Yeah, well, fountains, yeah. fountains, completely off because it's mixed different sometimes. And also, a lot of places, uh, cheap, like Mexican restaurants, will say that they have Coke, hey, but that's, hey, hey, easy. <laughs> but they're that's actually racist. using like generic Coke uh, syrup. I'm sure RC Cola or some RC shit. Cola, yeah. Right. I would assume that that's the, the same with a lot of places. There's places where you go, you're like, this does not taste like the Diet Coke that I grew up with. <laughs> not the Diet Coke that I know and love. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference, right? Sure. I, I think there is. Who Absolutely. gives a fuck? How about that? I don't care. I try I not give, to drink soda I anyway. give zero fucks. Me too. I, yeah. I, I could do lean pockets and generic lean pockets and tell you which ones. You could tell the difference between a lean and a generic? Generic lean pocket and a regular lean Are there pocket. generic lean pockets? Oh, yeah. God, what kind of pr- fucking <laughs> meat things are in a generic version Oh, that must be disgusting. Could you you do poor all, microwave, Brian. Could you do all fries? I could do all fries also. All fries I think for I the rest could do that. Life? I think I could. No, 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 no test, no, no. test. Like, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. I'll tell you what. In and out. In and out is an easy one. Yeah, yeah. In and out is an easy one. Animal Five style. Guys Burger is an easy one. Yeah, those are the ones that dominate. Yeah, and then you can just get really shitty when you start going with the other ones. Absolutely. Nobody could fuck with Five Guys fries. That's delicious. They Never have they have spicy kind too. What is it like Cajun style or something like that? They have two different types of fries. It's hard to drive past the Five Guys if you're on the East Coast. 
I'm, You're pretty much pulling over. I'm gluten-free, but that's the one thing that fucks with me. Hey, you get some lettuce wrapped around it. That's what I do at In-N-Out. You yeah. get it protein style. They don't make it protein style at Five Guys. Well. They don't offer you a bunch of stupid y- little weak-ass <laughs> bitch <Calif>. options. <laughs> oh, you're afraid of bread? What is it did to make you go potty? Well, you know what's not allergic to gluten is the fucking trash can. Throw that bread in the trash can. Uh, start eating that burger. No, the bread tastes good. That's the problem. <laughs> Once you get it, you'll I wouldn't want to take the bread off. It'd be like it's right there. <laughs> Why not just eat this and suffer? You got a point. And see how long it takes before I feel it again. I wonder what the if you like. Uh, they've said that if you eat gluten, it's supposed to linger in your system for like thirty days. That's why you say you don't really truly get the effects of being gluten free unless you're gluten free for like thirty days. How long have you been? It's been more than that, but it would be really ridiculous if you ate a cheeseburger and you had to fucking feel like shit for 30 days. Yeah. That seems silly. That doesn't seem right. I think it would just kind of linger, you know, because, like, what, weed stays in your system for 30 days? You're not high 30 days later. The the problem with all this gluten-free shit is the problem with everything that has to do with hippies. There's a lot of exaggeration and nonsense and cleansing. There's a lot of cleansing going on. There's a lot of, like, like, really silly non-scientific based bullshit and oh, they'll yeah. just say it's fact well the alkalinity of your body right now is off because <laughs> you need to eat more papaya that come from Oregon you know, and I need you to kill Sharon Tate mm, that's later <laughs> Gr- how about gluten free nonsense let's, let's see what it says gluten free nonsense I wonder do you think the food pyramid is still probably the healthiest diet no, no. way no. that shit is over it's way off you think it's, it's way over, over. <laughs> it's over they always they always get it wrong man they get it wrong and then they correct it they've got it wrong the gluten uh, the uh, food pyramid is almost all like grains and rice and bread. that was and that was made for people like when everyone was like a farmer or something <laughs> everyone was working all day you know strenuous activity well also they say that the difference between the food that they ate when they created that food pyramid you know back in the 50s or wherever the fuck it was it's not the same you could digest it yeah but wheat was not the same back then as it is today we really fuck wheat up man they apparently made wheat they designed it along the way, selective engineering. They designed it to just be more and more durable. Is this the gay food pyramid? No, that's the lovely. The, the pointy tip is, what does it say? The pr- pointy tip is protein, uh, the red part. Yellow is fat. Uh, blue is unrefined carbohydrates. What? And then the light blue is free sugars. And how? What, when was this created? What year? Um, this is the one... And the wider it is, the more you're supposed to eat? It's the current one is what it's saying. So you're, you're supposed to eat more car- carbohydrates and protein, according to this pyramid? That thing says that, but I think that's probably... That's crazy. That's the current food pyramid? Uh, what year is this? 2000, that's a 2002. Yeah, that's a long-ass time fat. ago, man. That's a long-ass yeah. time ago when it comes to the science of nutrition. Why this? Here's Time Magazine says it's all bullshit. Time Magazine, why we're wasting billions on gluten-free food. Most of us paying a premium to avoid gluten in our food are doing so without any good medical reason. Hmm. A new survey from market research firm, the NPD Group, finds that America is cutting gluten out of its diet in a big way. Just under one-third of 1,000 respondents agreed with the statement, I'm trying to cut back, avoid gluten in my diet. That's the highest level since the company added gluten consumption to the surveys. It does about every American's eating habits in 2009. What, what, is it, what does that say? 
It says that they're getting a positive response. It's not like they... What people have to understand is gluten tastes so fucking good. Bread is so delicious. Yes. And sandwiches are delicious yes. and pasta is delicious that if people are cutting that awesome shit out of their diet... Yes. Meanwhile, the gluten factories, they got together with Time Magazine. They said, listen, man, <laughs> they're talking shit about us, dude. <laughs> Are we are we together in this, man? Are we going to advertise in your paper? If you don't support us, you're not, we're not going to be able to advertise. You understand yeah. that? If we go out of business, we're not making cupcakes anymore, man. Check out what Bulletproof Exec says. Hey, Time Magazine, it's not the calories, stupid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Weight gain depends on the quality of what you eat, not how much. He's Woo! actually right. He's right. Bulletproof Executive is right. I mean, you can have high calorie really healthy food and be really healthy or you can have high calorie sugar crusted crap yeah and be really unhealthy he's he's definitely right in that sense i mean i've gotten to the point where i avoid bread if i can help it just because i know i'll feel better afterwards i haven't set any like uh you know guidelines or rules for myself but i mean it, it clearly makes you like sluggish and tired as shit and fat too Meanwhile, it's delicious. Oh my god, it's great. So good. Let's though. have some right now. Never ending pasta bar. It's at Olive Garden. <laughs> Come on. Belzer <laughs> thinks that the gluten free craze, craze is an evolution and expansion of the low carb trend. Unlike a dietary modification that affects only a fraction of the population, like cutting out certain foods to reduce cholesterol, framing the gluten free issue as being about wellness, in quotes, makes it inclusive enough that everyone can participate. Digestive health has become a buzzword of how to deal with health in America today. You know, that's an interesting but sort of irresponsible thing to say because the bottom line is there is a reality to the fact that wheat has been changed and has been made more durable over the past 60 years. And there's also a reality that some people have a reaction to it. And to deny that is silly. To deny that people have a reaction to the inflammation I mean, maybe they should have a little gluten every now and then. But I know personally that cutting it out of my diet, I felt more even after I'm done eating. I don't feel as, like, wasted. I don't feel as drained. That's got to be better. Just makes sense. I would say it's better. Too many people are doing it. It just doesn't seem to me. But then again, those fucking magnets. How many fucking people were wearing those magnets around their waist? <laughs> or their, their wrists, rather. I think Brody yeah. still has both of his on on each In side. Positive energy. Positive. What are the magnets supposed to do? Balance you, bro. Balance your... That's different than like what you eat, though. Yeah. It's way different. Well, there's a lot of people who swore by those magnets, though, man. I talked to professional athletes who swore by those magnets. Well, you know, you know athletes in sports, that's all about like, like good luck charms mm -hmm. and like getting a good run going. Their you mind. Know. Yeah. yeah they... It's about psyching yourself up. Sometimes. Those motherfuckers, those magnets. I had a guy like talking to me about it. I was almost believing him. I was like, so it's really helping you. He goes, look, I know my body. I'm telling you, I put this magnet on, and all of a sudden, all my aches and pains went away. My, my, my posture changed. I really, all these injuries that I've had for years are all healing up. I'm like, what the hell am I dealing with here? Right. Because fighters, man, fighters are like super superstitious. Yeah, like they, they like, what is it? They they don't have sex before fights, and they don't. Some of them do. But what they pick a superstition or like a philosophy, yeah. and they kind of stick with it, right? A lot of that, yeah, yeah. A lot of them do that, but some some of them, uh, it's not, it's not like universally right across the board. Some of them are pretty rational, right? But some of them have like real crazy magnet things. Yeah, where it's like. 
I've seen like high level guys wearing maggots around their wrist, like as recently as a month ago. Sure. Yeah, so get that fucking thing off. Well, it wrist. works a couple times, and you're like, why get not keep off. it on? Get it off. <laughs> have you ever had anybody try to sell you them? No. It's really interesting because it's a con game, and they have a whole elaborate series of moves that they make you do. They put the bracelet on you, and then they break, take the bracelet off you. They try you first one way, and then they put the bracelet on you, and they try another. And what they do is they try to, like, move you, or you try to move them, or you hold their hand and try to lift them up. Uh-huh. And they're basically, it's carnival tricks. Right. They're basically adjusting their weight, making it more difficult, <laughs> or making it more easy. Right. And someone who has an understanding of body mechanics is pretty clear. Yeah. So I'm like, why are you so close now? <laughs> why are you so close now? You were real far away before. Why are you so close now? Oh, I got the bracelet, now I'm going to be strong. Right. You're closer. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were over here. You were over here. How did you even get put in that situation? Yeah, where was this? Where was this? Mike motherfucking Goldberg, my partner in the UFC, was wearing one of those stupid fucking things. Uh And he, the guy gave it to him. He didn't buy it. The guy gave it to him. The guy wanted to talk to me. Hey, I want to talk to you about our (laughs) our wellness hologram (laughs) magnification things. And I was drunk, you know? Uh So I was like, okay, (laughs) what do you got there, man? And he, he made me do like a whole series of things, like put my arm out and resist and like he had this thing, like you know, put your arm straight, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pick you up, or I'm gonna move you, and, and I can't do it if I don't have the band on. So he does it like two different ways, and then you know, like he gets you convinced that this rubber band around his r- wrist is actually making him stronger. An hour later, he's laying. And then next I'm to trying it. to leave, man. He's trying to fuck my mouth, and I'm trying to leave. <laughs> I'm like, this is. I'm trying to be nice at first. And then uh, ultimately, he makes me wear the rubber band, and then I wear the rubber band. And then he tries to do the things to me, and I was like, "Dude, I see what you're doing. You're moving further and closer to me." I'm like, "I'm not dumb, right? Like, come on, this and is." What- I'm like, "This is silly," and I'm like, "You still can't do it. Go ahead, do it." I'm like, I held on to the guy. I'm like, "You ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Stay put." <laughs> this this shit ain't gonna work. This shit's not real. Does this guy have one on? Yeah. Oh, this is it. If I can just get you to put your arms out. Just Watch like this, this hustle. It's hilarious. Now, all you want to do is push up. All you want to do is just resist me as much as you can. Okay? And as you can see, you lose balance, and it's very easy for me to push you up. Okay? We're now going to bring in the token bracelet here. <laughs> it's give him a bracelet that makes it harder to move his arms. You know how fucking dumb you have to believe? <laughs> Do you know how fucking dumb you have to be to think that that's a Wonder Woman magic bracelet that makes you stronger? Now watch this shit. Watch this. Now he can't. Oh my god, this is amazing. But he's the salesman. And he's also no, he's putting two hands in, dude. You don't even see. That guy is so... He can resist him now. For the sake of the camera, we'll take the brace off and do it again. For the sake of the camera. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Now you're well, it's rise. very important because this is proof. What we're seeing right here right. is and, proof. Uh, we'll just do the same thing again. Okay? Yeah, he could just say, I can't This is incredible. It's incredible. It's so provable. Look, it's done. The argument's over. <laughs> this shit works. Well, I got to How did that happen? That was like in 2000, what, six, seven, somewhere along there? People were wearing those. Pro athletes in the UFC were wearing these fucking race... Brody bracelets. Spears. Is it over? I believe it's pretty much over. There's a lot of those guys went to jail. The guys, guys that were selling them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had some false claims. They got sued. What are you talking about? A still bunch of different the companies. Well, they're risking <laughs> risking danger. I know people have been sued. The hologram. There were different ones. Some of them were magnets. Some of them were holograms. The hologram ones were the ones that Goldie had. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, they were so bad. It That's was what so, John Heffron had. It was so it. dumb. This guy, like, he made me, like, put my hand out like this, like, straighten my arm uh-huh. out. And then I forget, like, I'm not supposed to lift him up or he's supposed to lift me up. And I was like, God damn it. And I don't understand. There's like there's like a hologram around someone's wrist. It's a a little tiny piece of you know they're calling it a hologram. It looks like a little circuit board. Okay. You know it's like got a bunch of stupid shit gotcha. scribbled in it like it's gonna do magic to you. <laughs> right. And you put it on with a rubber band and you're like, look, I my arthritis went away. Does this guy have one of those? Here at Dakota Dentley, and yeah. we're gonna dispel what everybody's been wearing. This is a, one of the hottest fads. It's called a uh, hologram bracelet. There's different companies out there that do use them. Uh, but the whole premise behind them is they're saying they're increasing athletic performance, balance, and uh, overall well-being. And the point behind that is they have the hologram emits a frequency, and it's supposed to harmonize the body. It's a frequency. And get the body into a proper frequency in the state of well-being and health. Um, the problem is they don't work, and we're going to show you why. <laughs> so first off, we even need to know why. how the salesman will sell you the bracelet, and based on that, You'll see that it works. Whatever. But then we're gonna take it. I don't care about that. Do you care about that? Um, I don't. Yeah, I kind of do. I want to see if if it'll. Like, well, so it's not gonna work. We know well, it doesn't work. We can't host the podcast. Yeah, we can. <laughs> you have any uh, tour dates coming up? Yeah, I do, man. I'm um, you know, I'm mostly opening, but I think uh, I think people want to come see. I'm in uh, Vegas with Daniel Tosh, September 27th and 28th. I'm in Ontario Improv with uh, your boy Joey Diaz, October 17th and October 19th, and I'm at the DC Improv October 24th through 27th with your boy Bert Kreischer, <laughs> and I'm headlining in Nashville, Tennessee on October 28th. I did some uh, UFC shit today and drank two liters of water. Oh, no. I just peed. This is the third time I've peed in the past two hours. I've never, I never left twice during a podcast right. before to pee. UTI. It's a two-pee podcast. <sighs> it's water, bitch. UTI. <laughs> Your name tracks infections. They don't make you more um, pee more. Prostate problems. They make you feel like you have to, I think. Really? Yeah. Your name track does? Someone uh, knows. <laughs> <laughs> you just need a little bit of cranberry juice. You'll be fine. So this guy's dead. They 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 killed him. Who? The guy, the shooter guy. Who? who what happened? Did they have him like cornered or something. They, oh, have they him, shot him. I don't know. They just shot him. This is really crazy shit. It's really almost more amazing that it doesn't happen more often. That's true. With with how available guns are. Not just how available guns are, but also. How many people are coming back from war? How many people have experienced PTSD? How many people there are, period? 300 fucking million people in this country. That's a lot of people. That's a little too many, folks. How, how many people were there 50 years ago here? <laughs> were there even 250? Was it even 250 million? I don't think so. Let's see. Population in the 1950s. Let's I, say that I'm going to say we doubled. What was the population US. in the 1950s? When Don Draper had a job. Let me have a look. Mm, look at that. You like what you see. Ooh. Mm. I didn't find anything for a while. Because you're a dumb cunt. Yes. Got it. It's 150 million. There you go. Stupid bitch. Listen. <laughs> 1950 total U.S. population was 150,697,361. Siri. 
You silly fuckhead. Fired. You know, I bet I bet Google could get it right, though. Google Voice. It would at least uh, go to it. All right. Who's got that? I got that shit. But I just realized all it's going to do is Google it. It's going to be the exact same thing as this. She's right. not going to answer. But they have that. Uh, Google has a version of that, a version of Siri where you ask it questions. I haven't mm-hmm. used it yet, though. Get to. I, I've never done that. It doesn't seem to bring up a lot of answers. Think about that honest. number, man. Think about that number, 150 million. That's like half. That's half. That's 1950. 1950 is half as many people. That's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that's not good. I mean, if that keeps going in that same direction, that seems like a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's already a lot of people. And the thing is, a place like Los Angeles, how is that sustainable? I don't know. Where are you from? You're from I'm from Maryland. Maryland. I'm from the sticks. I've been back there this summer and we're still chilling down there. Yeah. There's still nobody there. But my parents mm. are complaining that there's like more people there, but I can't tell the difference. Sometimes there's cars on the road with us. We don't on the same road and there's a car with us. I'll wait in line at the grocery store now. It's unbearable. We have weird ro- rules here too, with those fucking those those lanes where you're allowed to drive, the diamond lane. Yeah. You're allowed it's if you have a baby in your car, you're allowed to use a diamond lane. Hmm. That's not really carpooling. That's not saving gas. You have two humans. It's like you have to have two life forms in the car that can speak. <laughs> <laughs> two that have the potential of one day even driving. Yeah, it's like yeah, one that like would be going to work in their own car. Yeah, like your kid. If you're driving your kids, if you're a single parent and you're driving, you have two kids, you're driving them in your car. Those that, that's a carpool. Yeah. If you have one kid, that's a carpool. Have you, ever, have you ever gone in the carpool without any, with only by yourself? What do you mean, and admit it over a podcast? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Joey Diaz does it every day. Every you know day, I yeah, dog, I get in that fucking carpool lane. <laughs> because when they pull him over, he goes, "Look at the fucking size of me. I'm four hundred fucking pounds. I'm two people, cocksucker." We I, love this guy. You're a woman inside me trying to get out. <laughs> um, no, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't. Mess I, don't with, I don't mess with that. I don't mess I don't with that. Yeah. Fuck with my points, man. I don't want to get a. It's points and it's it's an expensive ticket right off the, the bat. The government man. See, the real problem is there's too many fucking people. When you get on that highway, like if you drive to San Diego, like try to drive to San Diego on a Friday, mm. you've done that before, right? Yeah. Doing gigs. Yeah. You get on that highway, it's pointless. You got to leave at one thirty <laughs> yeah. to do an eight o'clock show. You do. You do. That's not bullshit. You could easily run into five hours of traffic. Yeah. Easily. Just to get there at like you know an hour before the gig. Yeah, that whole Orange County thing is Ugh. madness. I talked to someone I met at Disneyland, and she told me that she drives it every day. Fuck her and her husband shit. both drive it every day. They live in Orange County, and they drive to L.A., and they do it every day. They work in L.A., and they drive back home to Orange County, and they're in the car. The guy said he's in the car at least two hours every day. My friend Dave does that, just the opposite, L.A. to Orange County every day, back and forth. Mm-hmm. We're calling that three to four hours Oh, yeah, excuse me. I said two hours every day. I meant every trip. Right. and Two hours up and back. He's one of the happiest guys I know. I would lose my fucking mind. Maybe he's got Audible.com. He probably does have Audible.com. That would be a big help. Maybe he's listening to this podcast right now. I would take the train, man. What's up, Dave? What up, Dave? Have you done that? (laughs) The train has Wi-Fi? The train has Wi-Fi. You you pay like 50 bucks. It's got Wi-Fi. It's like, what, two hours? That's great until some drifter parks their shopping cart in the middle of the fucking tracks. Right. And you go flying off, careening into the woods. Yeah. Which which train is this? Is it a train that goes to Orange County? Amtrak or some shit? Yeah, it goes all the way down from L.A. all the way down to Can you get to the the Irvine Improv with this train? 
Probably. Can you? I think you can. I think there's a stop somewhere in the middle. Whoa. Like every big. I might do that. How great <laughs> is this? Yeah, that uh, that drive to Irvine. I'm doing, by the way, <laughs> November 1st. <laughs> nice transition. Yeah, by the way, I'm out of November. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there uh, first weekend. November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Nice. The Irvine Improv. That fucking place is awesome. Good times. Yeah, that's a fun club, too, man. That Irvine Improv is a fun one. It's a... Uh, one of those, there's like, the the improv has got it nailed in like 10 different locations all across the yeah. country. They used to have it nailed in Louisville, man. It sucks that Louisville went under. It's gone. But the Irvine improv is back. I mean, the uh, uh, Tempe. Tempe is back. I know, yeah, and that was pretty yeah. good. I just played that. That was another one that had it nailed. That place uh, is beautiful. It's great. I like, really like it. But now it's going to stand up live. That's great, too. Stand up live is great, too. But, Transition. But we had been working there for so long. I was so bummed out when that place went under. Is it diff- different location? Is it a different location now? Tempe? I don't yeah. think so. Oh, okay. Hmm? Tempe's not different, is it? I never played the old one. This is why I'm asking. What did it look like? Was it upstairs? I never played the old Tempe. What's the new one? Oh, like? oh, I'm sorry. The new one... It's it's like the, yeah it is upstairs okay so absolutely they, they remodeled yeah. it a Same little spot. I heard do they does it have two rooms does it have a little tiny room too still no it doesn't but it is does is there a balcony yeah there's a balcony it's gotta yeah, be the same they, place it's the same place yeah yeah they have a little tiny room that they were using as for a while too like mm-hmm. a ninety hundred seater and That's Todd cool. Glass yeah used to do shows there all the time it was oh yeah interesting. I heard about that yeah yeah we worked together like he did the little room and I did the big room and nice. it was uh, a weird yeah he's he's right. That's a, it's a really fucking badass little room. We need to get Super him on the intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it a few times. We just haven't coordinated. There's a bunch of people I need to get on. I've been going back and forth with Pat and Oswald. I need to get get him on as well. But I'm glad um, that um, we, you know, we we're expanding at least, getting more people. <laughs> yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right on. Yes. 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 <laughs> Matt Fultron in for the first time today. Very happy to be here. Thank very you so much for having me, in, man. Where you been uh, touring, man? I did. Uh, I was in North Carolina. I was in Pittsburgh. I was in Richmond, Virginia. I was in Tempe, and I was in Tacoma. Damn, Tacoma. Yeah. yeah. What is that like? Tacoma was fun, and it was really, it was really nice. Really beautiful out. It was uh, last week, so it was really nice out. Tacoma. Yeah, Tacoma, Washington. What's up there? Uh, I don't know. Just the Tacoma Comedy Club. Some bridges, some water, some nice weather. Wow. You know, Starbucks. Where do the people live? Where do the people live? Yeah. Uh, they live like homes outside Tacoma? In the suburbs outside Tacoma. How and within people? the city as well. What as are the well. Num- what, how many people like live in Tacoma? I don't know. So like 100,000? Let's say 200,000. 200,000. 150,000. That's difference. a good spot. Oh, bitch. Get on it, bitch. Uh, Oh, with the excuses. 198,000 people. Dude, that was a very good (laughs) guess. Damn, Matt Fultron. Yeah, no, I did my homework. I'm not going to go on stage cold. I'm going to look at Wikipedia. Uh, That's a good number. You know, I've lived where I lived in Boulder, and there's 100,000 in Boulder. I like that too. I think when you start getting real big, it becomes like a real weird problem. Like you just people lose their meaning. Yeah, they're not they're not valuable anymore. There's they're pests. There's too many of them. Yeah, people are nicer to people on on in a smaller area, a smaller Absolutely. town. And I so, really believe that. And so Tacoma is like a little small. I don't know how much smaller, but it's definitely smaller than Seattle. Same vibe though. 
Tacoma must be awesome then, because Seattle's great. awesome. Seattle's awesome. Tacoma's awesome. Portland's did, awesome. Does, all all did they, uh, does Tacoma, that's Washington State as well, do they clearly celebrate this new ruling they where marijuana is legal? They absolutely do. Is the pot flowing in the streets? They're the people that voted for it. Oh. Yeah. No, you get a, you get pot with every uh, soft drink and every meal. That's no, I didn't see any of it, to be honest with you. You didn't see any I of it? I didn't see any weed at all. I was there three days, I didn't see any weed. Okay, you a cop? Yes. Fuck! He asked me, I had to tell. Yeah, remember those? <laughs> those old cop shows? I gotta go, guys. Remember those God old damn cop it. shows? Someone yeah. actually would have to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people believe the cops would tell the truth. <laughs> I fucking had, I told him. I told him I was a cop. He kept giving me heroin. <laughs> yeah, but it's there. I mean, it's legal. But I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Joe? I think it means I mean, it's legal. And you could just go buy it, just like you can buy it here, but you can't get in any kind of trouble whatsoever. Well, the real question is, do they have the resources to do anything about it? And if they don't do anything about it and it starts spreading, how are they going to handle it? And it seems that they have decided not to dedicate the resources and the re- recent statements. But see, they can change that right. know, in a heartbeat. The recent statements by Eric Holder were that they were going to uh, ignore that and allow the states to do their own thing and they weren't going to go after them. That doesn't mean they won't go after them. And the way they go after them is really kind of sneaky. The way they go after the medical marijuana places is they, they, they raid them, they take their drugs, they take their money, then they hold a case. They say your case is pending and they never get their money back Ugh. and they never get their weed and who knows where it all goes. Right. They just steal it and it goes into the coffers of the state police or the you know local police or what have you. And those people, you know, good luck going to court and getting your money back. You're not right. going to get your money back. So you were selling illegal drugs and you want us to give you the profits back. Oh. <laughs> I don't right. get it. Right. And for the federal government, it's always illegal. Like it never it doesn't matter yeah. what the state law is. The right. federal law they think trumps the state law. So even if you live in a just state that makes sense, a smart, just state, your real problem is you're, you're surrounded by cunty shitheads yep. that are controlling all the states, the overlords, the federal overlords, which aren't even supposed to be there. You're not even supposed to have that unless you're at war. So the solution is to be perpetually at war. Right. Fuck full charge. It's pretty Come ridiculous. And it's pretty unnecessary. Yeah, I well, mean, can you imagine being in jail for, for having weed? There's probably a weed. lot of people listening to this right now that are in jail. You think they can listen to this in jail? I know they can. How do you know this? I, if they have dun, the dun, internet. Dun. I'm a cop, goddammit! <laughs> <laughs> Full cop. <laughs> Full charge cop. <laughs> um, people on the internet, they can get on the internet in, in jail? I think they can. Some places. Some places. Does it depend on like how, how like maximum minimum? I don't. I don't know what it comes down to, but I, for some reason, think that some people have access to the internet in jail. Could be wrong. Hmm. They don't have it on Orange Is the New Black. That's pretty much what I base all my prison information on. I heard half of them have cell phones. Yeah, like hidden cell phones. Half of yeah, them? they get snuck. They sneak. Dildo shaped cell phones. Yeah. It's a banana phone. Remember that? <laughs> ring, 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 ring. It's a banana, banana phone. phone. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Banana phone. Um, how do they get phones? This must be so much fucking corruption as far as prison guards go and shit. It's got to be out of control. There was this dude that used to uh, train at my old school, Taekwondo school, that was a prison guard. He was so shady. Yeah. <laughs> it's so shady. He's the type of guy that, like, You'd be watching like one of those 
2 a.m. shows, and he was having an affair, so he killed his wife and right. blamed it on her brother or something. You yeah. know, like, he's that kind yeah. of guy, and yet he was a a guard. It was just so that's, shady. That's one of those jobs where even if you go in with the best of intentions, you're walking out oh. a total dickhead what a with fuck. questionable morals. What a fucking work environment, man. And less faith in the human race. A way less faith. Imagine that work environment. Being inside a fucking cage with a bunch of savages all day, and then you get to leave. Congratulations, you get to leave. <laughs> Yay. And guess what? Come back tomorrow. For 10 hours. So sleep somewhere else, think about how fucked up it is to have no freedom, and then come back to the place. And then try to appreciate human beings when everyone's throwing shit at you. Yeah. They're hucking human shit at you. I don't it gets think, in your mouth. I don't think there's anything more terrifying than prison that um, I can think of. The jungle. Well... There's that. But at least in a jungle, you can carve out your own life. Yeah, and you can just be like, you don't take it as personally when a fucking lion eats you. Mm. You're like, eh, that was that was what's going to happen. If you had to choose between living in prison and getting healthy meals three times a day or striking out into the Amazon and trying to go it alone and then wandering into random bands of aborigines and trying to convince them to not eat you. Oh, fuck. Avoid all the bugs, jaguars, Caimans, crocodiles. I'm going with jungle. Mm, good man. I'm going with jungle because Go out I, your you're, you're going to die in the Fuck jungle, yeah. but at least you've got some freedom in the meantime. I like the way you think, boy. Go out with your boots on. Yeah. You're going to die in prison, too. Sure. With two dudes using you as Chinese finger handcuffs. Yeah, and that's way worth so way just to die. going to plug up your air holes. Oh. Just, yeah. And you're not even going to like them. Well, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you might grow to like it. They say that that happens. Well, it is human attention, but it's not really what I want. And I'm picking spears to the face every time. I mean real weapons. So, no. Matt Fultron, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Uh, since 1998. So it's about 15 years. And you started out in Maryland? I started out in L.A. Oh, you went crazy. I made the huge mistake. But I did it anyway. Ari Shafir did it. Several people Tom have Segura done it. done it. A lot of people have done it. You know what's good about doing it in L.A.? The standard's very high. Absolutely. I, 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 I agree. There's a real problem with some small... Like, we were in Pittsburgh once, and, the, like, uh, my opening guy couldn't make it. And so the club was like, listen, we have this local guy. He's fucking hilarious. Like, you have to hear him. And, oh, my Jesus, was he not that. Any guys that the club loves, they're <laughs> always like, women are always cold, man. Like, it's always like, it's always like some regular, regular shit. It wasn't No offense just, to anybody out there with that example, but he, you know what I mean. He did a whole bit about old people driving. It was... Yeah. It took the wind out of my life. But the audience probably loved it, right? Oh, my God. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. You're so right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so true. So that was the good thing about L.A. was I got to see that, like, oh, there's all this stuff that I can't do. Right. I, I have to be original. Can't get a Ferrari. You can't live at the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> yeah. You can't throw Molotov cocktails off the Mondrian. There's right. so much you can't do right. here. Right, right, right. But as far as material. Yeah, as far as material, there's a lot of shit that gets done to death. And honestly, before the internet, it was hard to tell what everybody's doing, especially mm. when you first start. Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So you just kind of had to figure it out and have people tell you and stuff like that. It was easy to be hacky. Absolutely. You know, just like you had to just... There was like a hack handbook. You picked together certain subjects. How many people have gone to the store for your wife to get the tampons? <laughs> right. And there's no fucking price tag on them. Price check. 
Price check on the tampons. <laughs> right. That that joke has been done literally more times than people have bought tampons. <laughs> <laughs> And it's yeah, and people would actually tell you to be hackier. What's like, what's hackier than that? Uh, the fucking metal detector with the mic stand. Airplane. Food. Oh, that's kind of hacky. Um, Air, airplane. Anything with airplanes or hotel rooms. But mm. but you know if you can still do original shit on all this. Yes. But as a as a general rule. Yeah, unless you, something really came up that you need to discuss. That only applied to you. Yeah, most likely you should drop it. Yeah. You know what's crazy is because uh, doing that podcast with Tony, I have to watch so much open micers now, like uh, oh. you know, like tons, and it's so weird seeing how much racism <sighs> is used early on, uh, immediately, and uh, just like overall hate with women, like like wow. women like calling them bitches and cunts. Like, I saw that in like Richmond, that. Virginia. They asked me to come by like a writing session type open mic, and like. Yeah. Like, like, bitch was like a huge punchline when talking to women, and I was like, "Hey, that's funny for us guys, but when you do it in front of a like a paying audience, like they they won't like that as much." Bunch of fuck because it's mean. <laughs> Bunch of pussy. Because when you first start, you really are just doing it like it's a club f- with the, like twenty guys that meet every week. Not only that, they're probably like crazy. Yeah, alcoholic. Yes, angry failures. Things aren't going well if you start doing open mics. Let's and let's put it that way. That that is also the problem with like playing to the room. Yes. If you're playing like to to the back of the room, like we all know comics who fuck themselves by doing bits that Abs- only comics would laugh absolutely. at. Absolutely. That that was a problem with starting in LA. Oh. I did that for years and years and years and years. And years. Really? Absolutely. So you did bits just to make the other comics impressed. Um that's just what I was used to doing for the first 3 years, let's say. <laughs> So that I never quite shook that for the longest time. Really? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that's what I did 100% of the time. But here's a, here's a good example. I did, um, let's say, I did a live at Gotham on Comedy Central. You, you hosted one of those. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was savers. savers. So the jokes were designed to fail, and the real jokes were the savers. What does that mean? Well, I'd do a joke that was kind of shitty, and then I'd brag about how funny it was. That's my whole live at Gotham set. And that's pretty much, that's pretty back to the room type of oh, thing. That's, so that was like your act back then? Absolutely. Hmm. And I had to pick up the pieces. You know, once I started doing the road a lot and started headlining, it's like, that's not going to work. I'm glad I did it, but I got to move on. That's interesting. You know? And that- people really liked it, too. A lot of people, not just comics, but I couldn't do it for a general audience that had never seen me before. And if they had seen me before, they heard those jokes before. So guess what? It's over. There's a big adjustment period when you start going on the road, isn't there? Absolutely. I'm still going through it. Like, just to get that 45 that appeals to everybody, uh, still going through it. And you are you headlining in most places now? Uh, I'd know? say, like, half the places. Half the places? Yeah. And now, what, what credits do you have? Like, do you have a Comedy Central Presents? I got a else? Comedy Central Presents. I got a Craig Ferguson, Live at Gotham. Com- uh, what is that? Last comic four, I made it to like the top forty. And is that enough to get like a, a headlining gig on a road? It is sometimes, but it's not like oh, we gotta have them. Right. It's just kind of like some entry level shit at this point. Hmm. But that's so important, man. Yeah. There's, we're so lucky those gigs exist. Yeah. You know those those clubs that elect like I like when I look at a club and like who's that guy? I I like that. Yeah. I like to know that this guy's headlining for a week. You know, and I've never even heard of him. Right. He's at a nice club. Maybe, you know, this guy will catch on. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, people go, oh, we got to go see that Matt Fultron. He was fucking hilarious. Or that Kevin blah, blah, blah. Or, right. 
Right. I think uh, it's just so important that those clubs still exist, that like the Zanies in Nashville still yeah, exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those clubs are everything, man. Without those clubs, absolutely, and they're, they're the kind of house. they're kind of more fun. No disrespect yeah. to the chains and stuff, but they are kind of more fun. Yeah, well, they are, there's a feeling to them, like when you do Zanies or when you do the Punchline Atlanta. It's like you really like realize you're like you're doing a part of like comedy history. Right. That's a like real comedy history place. And sometimes we do a chain, you feel like you're at like TGI Fridays or oh, something. Oh yeah, man. You know, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. It's also the the difference between the there's there's a history of comedy in those places that's on the walls. Yeah. Like Zanies. Yeah. Like I took a bunch of photos and put them on my Instagram last time I was there. Yeah. Because you walk around the walls, you're like, look at all these fucking pictures, man. This is crazy. And even yeah, a lot of the guys you you still know and still think of, they're like, they're old headshot that that you've never seen before. Yeah. It's like an old sh- headshot they used to use. Yeah. Like um, like Ron White. Or a lot of guys who are dead. Sure. That's another thing. Usually they have a whole wall for that nowadays. To move them to the wall, to the dead wall? There's a dead wall at a lot of places now. They don't have that in Zanies. They just no. go with how they put it up. Right. They just have a lot of people that just happen to now be dead. Yeah. It's so, so strange when you just look back at old pictures and look back at pictures of now, and you're like, oh, I'm aging. Huh. Oh, it's happening. Huh. It'll happen. This shit is going on whether you like it or not. It's always weird when you realize that like the laws of physics apply to you too. You're like, but no, I'm me. Laws I, of death apply yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. Too. It is a weird thing. And it's always moving. It's a big issue for human. Yeah. For humans, one of the biggest issues is humanity. Yes. One of the biggest issues is mortality. The idea Your own really design. Are. The human. This thing that's gonna one day stop being here, the and f- it's what carries you everywhere. The fu- hey, that's me. <laughs> the funny thing is when like you turn like, tw- is that you? It's me in the nineties. Funny thing is when you like turn twenty or twenty two, and you're like, man, I can't believe I'm a grown up. I'm so old, and we've oh, all yeah. said it once. Well, that's girls love to say things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so old. I'm thirty. And it's, good, and it's good to say, yeah, you really are. Oh my god, I'm thirty. Keeps him in check. But if you f- if you're stop that, Brian. <laughs> if you um, <laughs> if you're 30 years old and you have a job, you feel like you're old. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all set up. If you're working 40 there. hours a day every day, 30 years old, you could be like, I'm old. I'm fucking tired. Uh, you can feel the tired. <sighs> you can feel the fatigue. How about when you talk to people and you find out, well, we're on this project, so we're doing 16, 17 hour days. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a job expects you? To be working 16 hours a fucking day. I don't care what project you're working on. Wow, it's a major motion picture. Oh, so they're only going to make X amount of money instead of Z? Right. If you if you work eight hours a day like a fucking human? Yeah, no, the film business is the worst. No, they work tra- their guys slaves. to death. People show up the next day all Adderalled up and fucking wide-eyed and crazy, drinking coffee, talking too much. Poor fucks just redlining their engine for this stupid studio. <laughs> just to make, like, Gremlins 3 or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> make it d- the new Gremlins <laughs> 3. Gremlins 3 is probably pretty good. It would be great. Did you see The World's End? Uh, yes, I did. What'd you think? I thought it was funny. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I just want to check. If you didn't like it, I wouldn't like you anymore. Good. <laughs> it's good to know. There's going to be tests. <laughs> Isn't that funny that some people will get so uptight about things? What? You like that band? Fuck you! Joey Diaz hates Kiss. Uh-huh. He, he got mad at Eddie Bravo liking Kiss. And I go, I, he goes, Eddie Bravo likes that fucking Kiss shit. I go, Kiss is great. Get the fuck out of here! Kiss is, I go, I like it! 
You can't tell me what I like and what I don't like. Right. Oh, it was great when you're fucking 16. I'm like, I, 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 I enjoy it right now. You can't tell me what I like. God damn it. Joey will get fucking mad at you. There's no. You... So Joey's got a bunch of rules, huh? No negotiation, cocksucker. There's no fucking voicemails, and there's no kiss. The first time I met Joey, he got really mad at me. <laughs> but he's been cool to me ever since. What did he get mad at you about? What? He, was hosting, he, was, he was hosting the open mic at the Comedy Store, and I, th- I was like just starting out. And Cater got me up. And before I even got on stage, he was doing this whole rant about, like, if you got a nice haircut and you just want to be in show business and you think you're cute, go the fuck down to the Laugh Factory. This is the fucking comedy store. Right? Whoa. You know what I what mean? What year was this? This is, like, 2000, 99, oh. something like that. And so I go on stage and I did, like, just fine. I had this, like, it's not a good bit, but I was young. And it was about, like, an alarm clock that insults you. And I was like, you got a receding hairline. You got a receding hairline. The, the punchlines repeated themselves. I look over... And Joe was just standing at the other stage, like with his arms crossed, like staring me down. And so I get off stage and he's like, Go the fuck down to the laugh factory, you motherfucker. He's like, he said that he's to like, you? shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, like imitating my joke. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Cut to four years later, he's like, This motherfucker right here, I love this motherfucker. You're the funniest motherfucker on the planet. You probably caught him when he was coming down. Yeah. You probably caught him and like you know, he, he, he has a, a whole, well, like, he, stock market thing going on. I, I've been in the room by myself but with him during one of those peaks, and it's very scary. Here's the thing. For some reason, <laughs> he assaulted Brian yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Grabbed his hand, no, twisted him up. Steven Seagal'd him. Yeah. I didn't take it too personally, because well, at least though. the audience liked it. I didn't take it too personally. We said it on stage? Yeah, but that's the thing. It was potluck. So uh, potluck is all about ripping the open micers. Used right. to be. Used to be. When I hosted, I never did because I probably for things like it's that. Not anymore. It doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> they, well, I guess they get, still have Monday of some kind, but you're talking about Sunday nights, right? He's Sunday and Monday. Yeah. But the point is, he, he's one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet to me, and he has no idea this ever. He has no idea I was the guy with the nice haircut. Yeah, he probably forgot. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Well, that's I like love the... I love this motherfucker. It's the Dunbar's Do number thing. Yeah. He doesn't have any room, but for you, that was Joey Diaz. But he doesn't have any room for that, you know, that many people back then. He has to get to eat. All right, right I like this right, motherfucker right, in my box. Right, 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 right. That's what it was. Like, memory box. He lost a couple guys that month, like like the four <laughs> years later. He's like, this guy's in the box now. I'll put you in the box, my full truck. Yeah. So, full shouts charge. out to Joey Diaz. I love you, and I don't mean any disrespect. For real. He's a classic human. I'm working man. with him in Ontario in the middle of October, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, that's nice, man. Yes, Ontario's the shit. I'm in Ontario yeah. the first weekend of October. I so like you guys are like two weekends after that, right? Yeah, yeah, place is awesome. I like how high the stage is. They, yeah, they, they, I really liked it. I, I like the way Ontario's built. It's a good place. Yeah, all those improvs, man. You can't go wrong. It's like yeah, Robert Hartman came to uh, my show in Brea last week, and I uh, was saying like, you know. It's so nice that there's, like, there's clubs where you you're guaranteed nothing's gonna go wrong. Right. Like the setup is gonna be nice. They all look the same inside. They right. all run smooth. They all know what to do. It's nine o'clock. The show starts. Right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Don't. They yeah. know how to do it. They've right. been doing it since the beginning of fucking time. Yeah. It's so huge. What, where would comedy be if it wasn't for people that are willing to open up comedy clubs? Because it wouldn't be you and me. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't want to do all the heavy lifting. Wouldn't it be Tommy Buns. Yeah. Brian Redband wouldn't be fucking organizing the 
staff and yeah. having fucking meetings and showing where the forks go. Yeah, that's the tough part. when Between shows, when you see everybody cleaning up in like 10 minutes, you're like, wow. Well, so I guess a, I didn't really do any work just now. How about a place like the Ice House that serves nice food? Like, they have a chef there now. Their food's fucking good. They made me mm-hmm. a steak, steak and potatoes there. Beautiful. It was goddamn delicious. So basically, you're running a restaurant and a zoo. Right. A, <laughs> right. a, com- right. a stand-up comic zoo. How come people laugh so hard at the Ice House? What's going on? What do you mean? I don't know. I go there, people laugh like extra loud at the Ice House. It probably house. seems extra loud because that ceiling's so oh, low. Okay. That place is the perfect spot. It's, all, it's awesome. More that, drunk people, too. There's a lot of drunks. That setup, though, of that low ceiling, that's such a classic setup. That's one thing I don't understand why the improv and the funny bone don't do. It's like low ceiling just makes everything so much better. Who the fuck said they were playing to the balcony at the Ice House until they realized there was no balcony? <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Somebody was hammered. Uh, I don't know. I, it might have been Callan. He might have been so high <laughs> that he thought that there was a balcony. Because I don't think he works there very often. That's how loud the audience was. <laughs> He's like, this room's twice no, as big uh, as it looks like. You know who it was? I think it was, Tom, was it Tom Segura? It might have been Tom Segura. Yeah, you know what? It was Tom Segura. <laughs> Buns playing to the back of the room, and Tommy, there was no back of the room. Tommy Buns got lit. <laughs> he got a little lit. Burnt Buns. Well, that's, you know, we always say that that place is like, everybody there is so fucking cool. The waiters are cool. The yep. bartenders are cool. The waitresses are cool. The managers are cool. It's such an easy place to get lit in because you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to start buying people drinks. Come on, I buy you a drink. Come on. <laughs> I'm pro liquor, folks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it can make too. a it can make a fool out of you. Oh yeah, but it's also responsible for a lot of important shit. Yeah, like most of the people on the planet. How many? If there was nobody drinking, there what, wouldn't what be population. How much population? We'd still be at 150 million in this country. People getting drunk, texting each other. How many babies were made because people got drunk and texted each other? <laughs> um, <laughs> six figures, at least. Uh, Probably seven. Yeah, it's at least a, at least a few. It's, it's got to be insane. The yeah. amount of people today in this day and age that were, I would like to know that were directly given birth, like conceived by a drunk text. Like a drunk text started the chain of events that led to conception. How many? I can't it's about It's a lot. Thousand. It's a lot at thousand. this point. We're, we're, we're getting close to seven figures. We're getting close to a million. Close to a million from drunk texts? Over the past yeah. 10 years, I would say most hookups start that way. <laughs> I'm just, I think. What do you think if you had to say this? Okay, we, we, we got phones, and then we got text messages, and then we got the internet, okay? And then once we started getting the internet and we're starting social media, Facebook and shit like that, what do you think is going to be the next thing? What is going to be the one thing that pops us out of this technology bubble and brings us even fucking closer to each other? I can't think of it. The only thing I can think of, it seems impossible. What is that? And that's some Star Trek uh, beaming people around type shit. Hmm. Why is that the next thing? You don't think there's more room for I can't think of what I can't think of what the next thing is. I think FaceTime is going to become more popular. I don't think there's going to be many, there's going to be any phone calls after a while where you don't have to, like, you have to look at the person. Really? I think that's going to go down, and I'm not excited about it either. Aren't you seeing more texting, though, than phone calls? I Absolutely. Mean- you're like, right about that. I remember I used You're to right have, about that. I used to joke around about texting. They're like, "Why are you texting me?" I'd be like, "Why don't you call me?" Like, you, could, you leave them. You could talk to each other. You yeah. Could explain. Why are you making me read? And somewhere along the line, I realized like I text way more than I call people now. Well, because you can kind of do it 
you can you can just do just what you're in the mood for. I just want to talk to you just a little bit at a time. I don't want to commit to getting on the phone with you. You know what's something weird? When texts start going weird, when you're texting with someone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and you're like, listen, I'm just going to call you, and they don't pick up. So annoying. And you're like, oh. Yeah. You're like, okay, what is what are we doing here? Is this a, are we playing a game? It's because they can't screenshot calls. Well, it's because they can't. Oh, people do love to screenshot. Oh, things fuck though, yeah! Right? They're sending the they're sending your fight to their girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> like like o- OMG. It That's takes awful. them it takes them three seconds to just screenshot like the last hour of fighting and sending oh. it to. You. And I saw saw that happening all the time with my exes. You know. That's yeah, so that unfair. certainly happens. That certainly happens. But you know what else happens? You you there's a weirdness in text. There's a two dimensionality to it. It doesn't really convey who you really are. You're not exchanging. It's like if you say something to me and I'll go, well, I didn't know. And you go, well, you should have known. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I, I really, I'm honestly, I didn't know. And they go, oh, all right. And then like you work it through and you're like, relax. Like you both relax. You both realize like this person's not trying to be mean or that person. It's just like there's an honest misunderstanding and that does happen. But sometimes honest misunderstandings relayed by text become these fucking weird personal things. Yeah. Where people say shitty things to each other. And you're Absolutely. Like, because when you say two dimensions, there's the one dimension of the person sending it. And then there's the other dimension of the way you read it. Yeah. And then how you respond to it, and then how are they going to read what you responded to? It's insane. It's also the same thing we were talking about with blogs, with people having websites and writing blogs. Like Sometimes you shouldn't write a blog, because sometimes this one-way conversation that you're having about a subject or a thing is incredibly indulgent. Mm-hmm. Incredibly indulgent and not entertaining. It's not like if you're a comedy writer, if you're like someone like Matt Fuldron, <laughs> and you happen to be a comedy writer and you're writing something for the purpose of entertainment. It's supposed to be hilarious. Yeah. But no, some people are just being self-indulgent, whiny little babies, writing some boring-ass fucking diatribe, woe is me, or I am awesome, or this person sucks, and just bleh, 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 bleh. That, that's why I like Twitter so much more than Facebook, because yeah. when you... Gets when you add somebody on Facebook, you have to read like what they wrote, mm-hmm. and it's they'll they'll just like bitch mm-hmm. they'll bitch about whatever. Oh my god! But they're not necessarily the best writers or the most interesting people. So tired, lol. Yeah, that's Isn't it. that the best? See someone's update. So tired, lol. Are you laughing? Are you really <laughs> laughing out loud? So tired. <laughs> like kind of an insane tiredness, I guess. People are so broken. Or or I'll read like you know because you. When you when you do comedy and you meet people you don't know and they add you on Facebook, then you'll like you say, "Oh, Susan Jeffries got a new house. Fucking <laughs> good for her." You know, it's weird. It was actually Burt Kreischer that was talking to the balcony, Joe. Oh, good. Oh, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. That makes more sense. He took off his shirt and pointed at the balcony. Yeah. He probably fucked the balcony. He got drunk and he <laughs> fucked, fucked the whole balcony until <laughs> he realized it wasn't a person. Is anybody more fun than Burt? He's a good guy. He's great. Yeah, well, that's the uh, the only good thing, as I said about L.A., is that there's a lot of cool people here. Yeah. We, we've met a lot of really fun people here. That's the only thing that keeps me hanging around. Everything else is just like, Jesus fucking Louises. Enough. We're all going to die together when the big yeah, fucking bomb There's too up. many people, man. I would rather us figure out a way to move to another place, you know? Yeah. I really would rather figure out a way to get an entire city... To up and move to a better spot. 
Said, listen, cool people, this is what we're all going to do. <laughs> I think we're going to plan it over a five-year period. I think it's the places that already voted yes on weed. I think it's yes. Washington and Colorado. I think it's Canada. Yes, you're right. It's or that. It's one of the three. If you go, like I said this before, but if you go to Toronto, they are building so much skyscrapers there for people. Like almost like they're waiting for Japan to move in. Oh, it's funny that you say that because I'm at the Sony Center. <laughs> This Thursday with Tommy Segura and Brian Callen. And you're like, oh, I would love to get tickets. It's sold out, bitch. But we're advertising anyway. So instead, go to Phoenix, Arizona. No, it's not the same. It's really far away. September it's on the other side of the country. You're, that's, you're telling people to travel way too far. But don't bring that's your weed rude. to Phoenix. Well, then go yeah, to Columbus, you bring your weed Ohio. to Phoenix, they'll put you in a fucking pink underwear. That's right. Parade you around. In jail. Sheriff Arpaio. Wow! Wow! That's some weird. They were saying there's something weird in Arizona where they, they, you know, it's medicinal there now. But if you get caught, the punishments they're insane. are insane. Well, they're not. They're trying to stop it. They're trying to stop. Like the the state government doesn't like it, and it's not. They're not supporting it the way Colorado is, or the way California even is. It's all about money, man. That's yeah. that's the number one thing that plagues us, and that's the number one thing that motivates us. And it's the you know, it's a, it's a weird dance. And whenever you put money above, above, like logic and humanity and and compassion, and then you wind up with private prisons and guys like Joe Arpaio and making people wear pink jumpsuits and. All that stuff is just fucking nonsense. There's there's things that we should focus on, and there's things that are just huge distractions and huge problems in in the 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 the, the normal rippleless culture. And that's one of them. It's stupid. It's dumb. You definitely should put people in jail if they do something wrong. But this whole making a big deal out of it and you making them wear pink. I'm the toughest sheriff ever. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You should be measured and compassionate, and you should be, you know, a, a nice person who's trying to keep nice people safe and hopefully rehabilitate people who haven't fucked up too bad. And if they have fucked up too bad, you should probably shoot them. Right. Just at a certain point in time, you can't fix people. Right. There comes a number. Sure. There comes a deficit that you reach. Did you hear they are? What's his name? Committed suicide? The guy from Nixon? All... What? <laughs> The guy who had the girls locked in his house in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Castro? Ariel Castro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't even take a month in, in incarceration. Fucking commit suicide. Has these women locked up for 10 years. That guy had to be a tortured, tortured, tortured soul. <sighs> so terrifying that humans are capable of becoming a guy like that. Or murdered. He he. <laughs> he could have been murdered, yeah. too. But, I mean, he was obviously a tortured soul just yeah. to do that. Yeah. He, he they let him speak at the court case, and he was saying he was had some kind of sex addiction. It's like, no, oh, motherfucker, Jesus you're Christ. insane. You're crazy. Well, did you hear? There's a well, shit. I just read this article on CNN last night, right before I went to bed. That there's uh, Yemen's. I think you can. Mar- there's no age when you can marry. So uh, somebody got married. A 38 year old got married to a seven, an eight year old, and she died. You know, because of getting fucked too hard. God. And then <clears throat> you read through the article, and it's like, oh no, this happens all the time. These little kids come in like with internal bleeding because they're getting oh, fucked by 40 year old guys. There's Wait. a photo of the Air Force. Um, hitting a pirate boat with a smart bomb. It's the craziest fucking picture ever. Is there anything left? No. This is a pirate boat, and this is a (laughs) 2,000-pound smart bomb. It's bigger than the boat. Yep. 
It's a 2,000-pound smart bomb, and it's about to hit the boat. Oh! That is one smart bomb. A smart bomb plays <laughs> Have you seen that? no games. Have you seen that inflatable missile that kind of looks like that that you tie onto the back of your boat? So, like, when you're, <laughs> you're going, it, it looks like you're getting chased by a missile. <laughs> this no, is a photo <laughs> of the impact, too. Look at this. It shows the actual oh, wow. impact. Wow. That's crazy. And now you see it? Allegedly, right? This could be some fucking Grand Theft Auto 10 mm. game engine shit that they haven't revealed yet. I mean, but this is like, whoa. <laughs> 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 I mean, the, the fact that they can do that now, it's the Air Force wants to prove that its B-1B Lancer supersonic strategic bomber isn't just useful for invading Iraq. It's also good for blowing up tiny pirate boats. And what better way to do that than by taking it out to the Gulf of Mexico and having a drop a high-tech 2,000-pound GBU-10 smart bomb on an empty motorboat that probably weighs half as much and costs less. Okay, so they did it to show that this is, uh, it's a test run. This is not a real pirate boat. Well, it would be way cooler if it was a real pirate boat. There's kids in Africa that don't even have boats, and they're just blowing these up. Well, how much, yeah, how much does this cost? It weighs 2,000 pounds. That shit must be ridiculously expensive. It's cool that they're that accurate, that they can do that. Because that Tom Hanks trailer scares the shit out of me. Which one's that? The Ethiopians, they take over with guns and like, look oh. at me, look at me. I'm Captain now. Little yeah. skinny dude all fucked up on amphetamines. Yeah. They have some shit that they chew. It's called cat, K-H-A-T. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. like a, uh, an amphetamine. Right. And they chew it all day like there's leaves and just get It's natural? Out. Yeah, some natural meth. And they just get whacked out on this amphetamines and fucking drive around in a boat with a ladder. Hook it on the big boats right. and climb up and start fucking shooting white people. <laughs> the American dream. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's rough. That I'm glad you didn't include that in the jail slash jungle scenario because I wouldn't have picked that. There's Get, a, getting hijacked. Yeah. There's a, a guy finished Grand Theft Auto V in one 38-hour sitting. <laughs> That's all it took? Jesus yeah. Christ. A guy was on the BuzzFeed. <laughs> Real good looking guy, right? He's finished. He might be, man. He might just fucking really be ambitious. Somebody that doesn't like to have fun just trying to beat it. Yeah. Well, he wanted to figure out how fast he could do it so he could write an article on it. You guys are buzzkills, man. I thought this was a podcast. Sorry, man. We're sitting uh... on talking shit. You're like, wow, my guys just <laughs> fucking fun killer. So, what does he say about it? Uh, just that it's awesome. <laughs> I read a IGN reviewed it as one of the best video games ever made. Yeah, it's about as good as you can get. It's pretty fucking badass. These games are just getting more and more crazy. But that's what we want now. I mean, there's there's that's all we want. We want we want. You're not gonna go get a game that makes you do yoga. No, you know, a game that get, makes you run around giving hugs to people. Once they've opened up the door to killing cookers with crowbars, right. You need to include that in number six. Well, you don't get to do that in real life. Says you. Says you. Says you. Um, you, you don't get to do that in real life. In some parts of the world, though, I bet if you have enough money, you can get to do it. And I bet it's still not as much fun as on the video game. Yeah, because there's no karma in the video game. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the video game is you can run around braining people and not hurt anybody. Exactly. The idea that, that people think, like, oh, you know, violent video games are making children violent. No, the world is making people violent. The, vor the world is really violent. You know what's going on in a video game? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> You're sitting on a couch. You're standing there watching some shit go down in front of you. 
Nothing's happening. God damn it. It's not affecting anything. Matt Fultron. It's true. You're right again. I think you just checked out. <laughs> I think we just heard the last of Matt Fultron. No, man, I'm here. I'm sense here. It. I sense it. I sense it. I'm here. I sense it in I'm your I'm ready tone. to go. Yeah, look, man, not everybody could do a three-hour podcast as I get up the fourth time to pee. <laughs> I did this UFC show today, and I was just drinking water because I'm doing a lot of screaming. So what does that mean? What did you do? Just uh, analysis of upcoming fights, breaking uh, down upcoming matchups, and uh-huh. setting up different cards that okay. they have coming up in the future. They have these like countdown shows. And so they just, uh, I sit down, and they go, you know, what do you think about Junior Dos Santos versus Cain Velasquez? And I just start. Right. Thanks for getting us those tickets, by the way. Anytime, my friend. That you enjoy it. That was you awesome. With, the, uh, with Tom Segura yeah. at the oh, the improv, another San great Jose. improv. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. San Jose improv is yeah. one of the even better places because it's a, it's a historical place. You can play the balcony there. Oh yeah, yeah. it's nice. It's big. It's nice. It's historical. That yeah. place is beautiful, man. It used to be an old like movie theater, you know, like an old timey like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a band and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they had the whole thing. It's a, yeah. it's a sweet place, man. Yeah, you have a good time though. That was I had fun. a great time. The UFC, uh, and you, something when you see that shit live, it's it's not it's not like any other sporting event. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's amazing. Those guys are fucking incredible. Yeah, it's fun to watch, man. That's for sure. Well, you know how you gave us tickets, and then you still then you walked us in, so we didn't scan the tickets. Yeah, then so you I, sold the tickets. No, I did something. <laughs> I did something better. I walked out, and this girl's like, "Do you have any tickets for sale?" And I go, here, just, I go, I go, just, just take it. She's like, are the seats good? (laughs) Just take it. Wow. They're great. You have no idea how good these seats are. Did they sit next to you? No, this is after me and Tommy Bonds left. Because we had, we had to go do a show that night. Oh, So we left before the main event or whatever. So you guys gave out your tickets. Oh, that's smart. I did. I'm the saint. That's smart. Bonds just lived to his on fire or whatever. Did you get a number? No. I wasn't in it for the number. Oh, I was just in it for the fucking, oh, the good deed. For the cock. Oh, you're a sweetie. You know it? It's true. All right. Um, where can people find you? Where you at next? Uh, I am at, geez, I don't even have to. Did you guys uh, mention this earlier? Yeah, we did. I'm in Vegas the 27th, 28th. How do they find you? Uh, the full charge. Thefullcharge.com. Follow the f- me at the full charge on Twitter. How'd you get, how's it, the full charge? Some just kid just named charge? me that, and then it just kind of stuck. And it's easier to spell than full Sharon. Yeah, full, full F U L C H I R O N. Is that right? You did it. Oh, beautiful. You're the man. It's a tough one, though. It it's, is it's tough. It's a tricky one. It's almost as bad as Reichel. R E I C H L E, right? Jamie's is easy. All right, that's it. <laughs> this fucking show's over. Um, thanks to our sponsors. Thanks, uh, first of all, to the full charge. Thank you. And gentlemen. Keep Thank it up you. For the full charge. Uh, thanks to Lumosity. Go to Lumosity.com. Tell them Joe Rogan sent you, you freaks. Thanks to uh, <laughs> Squarespace.com. Uh, use the code word Joe and the number nine and save 20% off throughout the entire month of September. That's Joe nine, one word, Joe and the number nine. Uh, thanks also to Audible.com. Go to Audible.com forward slash Joe and you will get one free audiobook and 30 free days of Audible service. We'll be back tomorrow with Kathleen Madigan. Very funny stand-up comedian. And the full charge has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. Go to onnit.com, Use the code word ROGAN. Save 10% off any supplements. We'll see you dirty bitches tomorrow. Until then, keep your freak power strong and hold out hope for the future. 